WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Something fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that will sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Show on the Florida Man Radio Network for a Tuesday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, where your very own government is literally fighting tooth and nail to continue to aid millions gain illegal entry into our country, bringing fentanyl to kill our sons and daughters and smiling while they do it. Day 1100. And eight. He put the Eric in America. Say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon to you. And putting the heat in Heather. Hello. Double H is here. Dark History up. Our three. Jonathan Norris. The top of the final hour of the program. Your remarks from the app in between. <clears throat> um, literally, they they smile and. And it's very difficult, the, the double speak we're getting here, uh, that the border is secure while we see with our own eyes that the, it's clearly not uh, the case any, at all. Um, and then when they try to stop it in Texas, which, by the way, is in the Texas Constitution, uh, and, and at the, um, upon the failure of the United States government to protect the border, states must be able to protect the border. Governor Abbott said it ain't over. Uh, SCOTUS has ruled that the Border Patrol agents can cut the razor wire along the Rio Grande. Uh, it was. We saw that, too. Incredibly effective. Man, they slowed that thing way. It was so effective while it was in place there. Um, and the reasons given, well, here is Kirby from the White House when asked by Ducey. Uh, why are you guys making it easier for people to enter the country illegally? I believe we are. Why do you think we are? Well, why do you think all of you guys sued? To- why do you think we are? Well, I don't. Why do you think we are? It's clear that when Governor Abbott stopped it, you went to the Supreme Court to reopen it. Cut razor wire that was put in place by Texas officials. So that the Border Patrol could actually do their jobs. Here's the part where it really bothers me. We had to cut that wire because the Border Patrol must be able to do their job. Well, clearly their job is to not stop people from coming across the border. Clearly their their job is to literally uh, escort them uh, on the wet banks of the river so they don't slip and fall and hurt themselves and quickly get them to a center where he gets some new Nikes on them, uh, uh, fr- some fresh clothing, uh, hit them with the, uh, the visa card and, and sign them up for 
you know, a a a, a hearing six years away and give them a cell phone. That's their job. That is their job. But keep going. Well, you won in court. So now what? The Border Patrol Union president is saying the Supreme Court's decision is going to undoubtedly encourage more illegal immigration. Do you guys know better than the Border Patrol Union? The Border Patrol needed access, and that's why we sued to get rid of that uh, razor wire so that they could do their jobs. And you know what would also help them do their jobs, Peter? More Border Patrol agents. There's an idea. More Border Patrol. So we can escort more illegals over. That we put in, there's money in there for some 1,300 additional Border Patrol agents. We want to help them do their jobs. We want to give them more resources. And the answer we kept get, keep, keep getting back from House Republicans is no, no, no. Does razor wire work? Does razor wire work for what? Does- Remember, walls don't work, but apparently this razor wire is so effective that we've got to get it out of the way as soon as possible. Does it work for the Border Patrol to allow them to have the access they need to be able to uh, to better process people that are uh, trying to get across the border? I don't think so, and that's why we asked for it to be removed. But what is the president's plan? This is happening just weeks after 300,000 people came into this country. There is no plan. Yeah, this he, is the plan. The plan is to flood this country with illegal aliens. He just, in that statement, said exactly what you you were saying. Uh, when you said, uh, he uh, Kirby just said, uh, to do their job, to better process the people through. Yes, yes. That's to, not to stop them from crossing the border. That's it's not to, even, to better process them through. It, we ought to change them from the Border Patrol to the Border Escort Service. Because they're not patrolling dick. And 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 it doesn't help. We're working against some very strong foes here. Um. The United Nations is abetting this whole problem by handing out debit cards and cash vouchers, not when they get here. No, 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 no. They're not going to even wait till they get here. They're going to encourage these people. The United Nations released uh, an interagency coordination platform for refugees and migrants from Venezuela, R4V for short. Planning and budget document for handing out, get this, billion from U.S. taxpayer cash to migrants in 17 Latin American countries in the form of a visa card to help them. Uh, The United Nations, they're not alone. They're using a total of 248 unnamed NGOs, non-governmental organizations that are giving debit cards to illegals funded in part by U.S. taxpayers so they can uh, encourage them to take the trip. That's why they show up here with new shoes. You're like, where are they go? Where are they get these cell phones? Well, they've got a lot of money on these cards. Um, where they come with these new Nikes? Well, they stopped at the, 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 the sports locker on their way up and uh, used their card. In a nutshell, the United Nations and its advocacy partners want to spend $372 million in cash and voucher assistance and multipurpose cash assistance to 624,300 immigrants, immigrants who are in transit to the United States this year alone. They get prepaid rechargeable debt cards. 
No hard cash. Bank transfers, mobile transfer to the U.S., border-bound travelers, they can use it for whatever they, whatever they want. Well, of course we have to give them food while they head this way. Yeah, it's like the guy that owns a, a, a piece of land on the border and uh, my, uh, illegals keep dying on his property of thirst and, and then he gets in trouble because he didn't put a well out there for them. Well, uh, honestly, he should have been out there with Gatorades. Come on. You think you let them drink well Where's water? Where's the cooling station with a mister system and some fans? Um, this is part of a much broader United Nations hemisphere-wide vision South America to a United States is not the only thing they're, they're helping to encourage. You want to talk about the root causes? <laughs> the root causes is the uh, $1.6 billion these NGOs are handing out to anybody that, hey, do you, anyone want to go to America? Oh, here you go. Here's a couple of grand. Let us know if you need more. We'll reload the card for you. And then spend it all before you get to America because they're going to give you a fresh one when you get there. Or recharge yours. Right, one or the other. Or maybe you can play both sides of the coin there. I still have a couple hundred dollars left on this one. Can I just transfer it over to my new card? <laughs> um, I mean, hundreds of thousands that are planning to illegally cross into this country or other countries. When those nations don't like it, they don't want it, they didn't ask for it, now they must bear whatever, uh, 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 either the political controversy, the, the uh, financial difficulty, and, and everything, housing problems. I mean, you're injecting, the official number is 6 point, what, 6.2, 6.7 million, something like that. Uh, let's call it 6.2 million. That's the official number from the, the CPB. Since Joe Biden took office since he stole an election. One of the very first things he did before he even went to a, a, an inauguration ball was to sign enough executive orders to get this process going. And he, he put 6.2 million people into a country that had no place to go, no place to live, no housing, no job, no, uh, no ability to legally work. You don't think that's part of the plan? Even if it, even if it, we were in a some type of birthing crisis or whatever, we needed workers. Let's let's say we were open about it. And said, yeah, we need people to pick the effing tomatoes and stuff. We're sick and tired of it. But we, uh, well, this stuff is rotting on the ground, and the, we need some 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 fruit and vegetable pickers up here to get to pick. Nobody can pick fruit and vegetables like a a, a Latino person. They were built for it. Well, that's and, the case, and, lean and, into and, it. And, yeah, lean into it and give them a work permit. Give them a work permit or say, all right, uh, we've already bought up. The government's bought up a crap ton of farms already anyway. Let's just say, okay, we're bringing these in. We've got bunks and, bar and uh, barracks that we've built for them, and we're going to put them to work, and that's what they're going to do. But to bring 6 million people in and just leave them somewhere, uh, specifically wanting to leave them in uh, you know, the border towns instead of actually taking them everywhere else, but now that they are everywhere else, they still don't know what to do with them. They, right. We have... The weirdest, oddest thing. We, 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 we helped them every bit of the way through an NGO, through the United Nations, through reloadable cards, through uh, uh, all of these all along the way. When they get here, they we were like, okay, see ya. Have a good time. 
And and there's no plan. There's no where do they go? With you know, they're everywhere. Every major city that they have been shipped to, bus to, flown to, whatever. And every major city in in. It, let me tell you something. I hear my friends in Texas all the time. It is no uh, a cakewalk in Houston right now, um, or Austin, or San Antonio, or, or any of these other uh, Texas cities. Dallas is starting to hurt. No, it's one of the oddest things because you we always hear. Uh, Oh, you know, it's a stats on the Statue of Liberty. It's our nation. That's our built on immigration. Blah 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 blah. But ask someone. Okay, uh, ask someone that lives in Spain right now to come to the U.S. and guess how long it's going to take them to become a to actually be able to get here and, and live as a U.S. citizen. Five, ten years to, uh, to do it legally. Yeah, to do it legally. Right. Uh, someone from Ireland. UK, um, all of the African nations, any of those places. You gotta get you're a not, sponsor. You gotta, yeah. you know, have a uh, improve your so employment. Why do we make the the immigration so tough for and, anybody that side over here? But anything south, we're like, come on, guys, just get on over just the border. Get on that line, man. It's good. And you know that the at some point that Democrats are going to say. I mean, I pray every night that that they don't uh, gain power in the White House in the twenty twenty four. But if they did, it it would there would be the end. You know, it really would be we would be ushering in. You know, I think about this all the time. I thought about this in 2016 that if Hillary Clinton were to win, it was over then. That was the plan. Two terms of Obama, and then you roll into a, Clinton, a Hillary Clinton. It was just good God, the destruction, uh, and the plan was thwarted uh, by Trump. But I, th- I truly believe that this will allow. This will be the norm. If there's another Democrat president, this will become normal. They will n- normalize millions of people coming to this country every year. A million t- a year. To this country, with no place to work, no ability to work le- legally. So, what will, what do they turn to? We'll get to a point, and I, I'm under the belief that if we <clears> see <throat> another set of terms where where democratic power is, uh, we'll have some sort of mass amnesty immigration. Where uh, come from wherever you want, come around if you uh, want to come over here. Uh, just put your name here, sign your name. We're going to stamp it. U.S. citizen, congratulations. Here's your little card. We uh, need to go get a driver's license here soon. Go do all that stuff, but. Yeah, don't. There's no nothing. You you come from wherever you want to be, and you will be a U.S. citizen uh, as soon as you touch your feet on the ground. If, if the plan was, if that was the, uh, if that had any rational rational thought to it, and made sense, there would be in place a program for them to go to work. They they can't unless you were one of the uh, uh, lucky four hundred thousand from Venezuela that were. I don't know why they instantly got work permits. Um, that was an oil deal. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I mean, you brought them in, and under your law, they cannot work to provide a living for themselves, so they're automatically, they're automatically a drain. That's all they are in the system. There's no way for them to fight their way out of it legally right now. They can't. It, some of them may really want to work. They can't. You've brought in a class of people, and... Into a country that that despises, by and large, socialism, and you made a socialist class of people. They're unable to work unless they break the law. They're completely reliant on the federal government and local municipalities for their food and their and their shelter and their health care. Yeah, that's the sweet, sweet smell of socialism. I mean, really, that's basically what it is. 
I'm surprised. I wonder. No one has ever asked this administration. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Kirby. When will it stop? I mean, is there a plan to at some point not allow people to come across the border, or are we do we expect a million, nearly a million people to come into this country every year with a with an asylum date? Is that the plan? Someone grow some balls. This is a city councilman in the beautiful suburb, Chicago suburb of Naperville, Illinois, with a brilliant plan. And I. I think we live in a compassionate community. Yeah, compassionate. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help, you know. So, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So... You know, we do have a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes, and um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. Yeah. I can't wait to find out how many people in the affluent suburb uh, of Naperville, uh, how many of them are willing to give up some of their mansion for, for a migrant family. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, can they uh, clean or cook or? <laughs> I mean, uh, look. There might be some that are willing if they can, you know, look, look the other I way. Would. I would. Currently, my last maid stole all my drugs <laughs> and all my testosterone. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, I might hire. I, I mean, I'm at a, 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 could it be a really small family? Like a single mother and a, uh, uh, you know, and a little uh, chubby little uh, Juan? Can I? Trust you around my testosterone. Okay, all right, guys. No testosterone for you. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's where we are. Cities are begging people to open up their homes. That's not the what well, we heard it in Massachusetts. They had a plan there, and then we saw uh, quite hysterically in in England a guy running around with the sign up sheet, looking quite legit, like he wasn't you know a, a, a jokester, which he clearly was. And and he was he's running around asking people, "Oh, I, my flat's only big enough for one bed bedroom, like me, me 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 flat's too small." Everybody's place was too small. Oh, I've got yeah, young children, and they can't. And they gotta you know they. A, uh, you know, I think at some point there will be some cities that do put that as a mandate. Uh, if you take some sort of uh, government assistance or you do this or do that, uh, here's uh, your free uh, migrant family that you have to take now. Or if you buy a home in this new subdivision, it comes with a family. <laughs> <laughs> They're already in there. Uh, I mean, what's going to happen? They're going to live up, uh, I mean, uh, servants' quarters or... Um, you know, the the guest room or, you know, I would, uh, you know, no one's going to take in. Uh, look, I would see a whole lot of migrant families in these busloads of people and throngs of, of, of illegals that are all working age men unable to work. Yeah, I mean, I had a I, I, I want to say, you know, we put our citizens first on things like that. But if we are going to open it, there are needed for solutions. Uh, our country has always succeeded when and on big projects when we have uh, recruited people to do large things, uh, the railroads, uh, the highway system. If you're telling us everybody right now, hey, 
we got to build all this infrastructure stuff. We need to get uh, all these uh, charging stations built. We need to do yeah. all these uh, grid stuff. We need to do all this. Okay, then if that's the case, every person that crosses that border that is ever working. Here's your age, hard hat, man. Well, yeah. welcome. Here is your, your U.S., uh, we'll call it immigration services card. You go ahead, you, uh, pick out. We, we've got five places where you can go that need construction projects done. Pick one and off you go. Here's what I see it happening. Crime is going to obviously rise because these people are going to get too tired of depending on the, on the, uh, on the government for handouts, uh, unless they can work without breaking the law or find some job under the table work they could do that, you know, they won't get their employer in trouble. It'll become a time when Americans that are even against this altogether will plead their government to give them the ability to work, please. So they'll stop robbing and stealing and, and, and creating havoc in these, in these will give them the ability to work. Then you've got a bunch of working guys They're They're contributing. They're working. They're making a living. They're not a uh, crime is maybe manageable at that point. Back down to just, you know, we're digital American crime. Uh, and then, you, well, they're here. They're working. We might as well just call it a day and just do one big blanket amnesty. You know, I mean, come on. Meanwhile, Dieter has been in Frankfurt waiting for his papers for uh, two and a half years to come here. And he's an astrophysicist or something, and uh, you know we, who he could use immediately. I mean, what are we bringing in? This is a labor class of people. That's uh, that's what I see. I don't see a lot of you know. It is. It's labor class. I mean, they're not reason, leaving for no reason. If they're uh, having to be the heart surgeon over there, isn't exactly running all, all his way here. Uh, all right, when we return, um, Nikki Haley has swept the first New Hampshire primary. Swept it six to zero. What is this place? Nobbler's Gob or Gobbler's Knob or uh, yeah, Ditcher's Gitch? Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the name of it? Why can't I find it in the top of this damn st- story? It's a little village there. Oh, D- Dixville Notch. <laughs> and they, they, she's like a big deal. Dixville Notch hasn't predicted the outcome of a Republican New Hampshire primary since 2008. Yeah, they can vote for whoever, and they literally have voted. They last year they voted for Joe Biden. So yeah, well, Joe Joe Biden last year. What do you mean last general in twenty? Yeah, but I mean it's an open uh, open primary mm-hmm. there. I mean, uh, in in twenty sixteen, John Kasich won it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. We are strong. We are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Children in poverty. Each one unique. Each one full of dreams. They're our hope, our future. They're the reason Children International exists. When the whole world changed, we developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. To learn more, go to children.org slash help today. I went down to Miami and saw fish from the ocean swimming in the streets on a sunny day. Um, Israel has uh, offered a two-month ceasefire in turn for the hostages, and Hamas rejected it in no time at all. And I think uh, it's very, very sad, but 
24 IDF soldiers were killed in a day there. And that, to me, uh, it's a tragedy. But it also proves that Israel is working hard to protect innocent civilians. They're in, you know, it's, it's boots on the ground instead of jets in the air at this point. So, uh, but still, it looks looking more and more bleak for those people. Yeah. They rejected it because their demands are one, the war is over. Right. Two, they get 6,000 people out of prison. And they get to stay in Gaza. And part of the Israel thing was that they could not, that the Hamas leaders were, were exiled from Gaza. Yeah. I'm with Netanyahu. You know, you, you've got to track down every last one, and, and they just have to be killed. I, I've said this for a long time. For there to be peace in the world, um, you have to admit the world would be more peaceful without Hamas and without Hezbollah. The only time there's ever been peace, and there really hasn't been for most of the of a human civilization is through force yeah uh, Trump is literally on the march there what do you think if uh, uh, Nikki gets if I saw a number prior to airtime it was uh, Trump was 60 something to her 30 something I think if she holds in that 30 something range. She stays in? I think she stays in. Uh, 30 points difference? I do. I do still. Uh, I think I was thinking maybe five. If he was five points out from Trump, maybe, obviously, or 10 even, she could say, okay, look, we're, that's not, this is not, you know, not doable. But then again, it's just New Hampshire now. You know, there's a lot to go. But, you know, I don't know. You have to admit, the only reason she would stay in is because. The elites need somebody that can to be their puppet. They know they ain't going to be Trump, and they've got to keep someone in there to you know do everything in their power to make her a, you know another nominee. Because it's obvious that these lawsuits aren't going to do it. Yeah, uh, I think that also there needs to be a opponent for him for them to continue to because they're. I don't think the. Democratic side party has is ready. Uh, they've no, they don't have their ducks in a row yet for it just to be Trump. They kind of they want Nikki to stay on as long as they can because it gives something for uh, them to push everything away from looking at Joe Biden. They can look, okay, look, it's still Nikki Trump. The Nikki's yelling at Trump. Trump's yelling at Nikki. They're you not, say the sooner that it gets to one and one, one, the better for one Trump. On one, it becomes more of a zoomed in. Everybody's looking on both sides exactly right. what they're what's going on, and I don't. Again, I don't think, and I, you know, Matheny's been behind this. Uh, I, I, uh, there's a lot of other people that don't think that Biden will make it to there, and whatever it will be, be. I and they're not ready yet to change that yet. I think that it's going to be Michelle Obama. I really do. I, you know, where it is that she's uh, uh, has uh, may already be working on a on a bid there, um, doing some polling of her own. Uh, credible sources have few, uh, few have access to usually not meant for the noses of the media, whatever that means. These professional doubters have their political motives. I don't know. I mean, she's, she's wildly popular and I don't know about it, you know. But she's she's it. She's that you know. She's the same machine, the same 
you know, let's say whoever's running things right now will continue to run things with a much better front person, front man. <laughs> Get it? Um, uh, I don't you know. I don't know. Nikki's name was Nimarata. And unfortunately, Trump's going to have to go after her. The longer she stays in, the nastier those two are going to have to get. That's just the way it is. Yep. The last G, uh, D, uh, Democratic primary, uh, Harris Kamala called uh, Biden racist to his face, and then she ends up his VP pick. I like her spunk. Yeah, I mean. Called me racist. I like that. Trump basically said that Ted Cruz's wife was ugly, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> and that his dad was involved in the JFK assassination. <laughs> and they're best buddies. You know, It's all over. It's like, uh, have you seen the video? It's a viral meme kind of. Dogs are fighting ah, through a fence, and the fence opens, and they're kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put the fence back. Going, ah. That's awesome. The this sad story, the three Kansas City Chiefs fans found frozen to death outside the home of a buddy. Who didn't know they were out there? Um, it is uh, three men say they uh, family said they gathered at the friend's house to watch the game against the Chargers, and they one man's body body was found on the back porch of the home. Uh, the other two were in the backyard. They apparently froze to death. They say it is one hundred percent not being investigated as a homicide. There haven't been any arrests or charges. Nobody is in custody. There's no specific threats or concerns surrounding. Don't be worried if you're in the community. Uh, the resident of the house is cooperative with the with the de- de- uh, detectives there. Um, uh, when they were discovered, they say it's very scary. It's unclear whether alcohol or drugs were involved in the men's deaths. Toxicology reports will be available in the coming weeks, but they were. You know, they say it's scary. They heard nothing. Uh, the, the guy said, I'm, I'm home most of the time. I didn't hear anything. Uh, it makes you wonder what's going on. But if we don't know yet, it could have been an uh, OD. It's all just, uh, you know, it got cold very suddenly. So what do you think? They, they're they partying and the guy's drunk inside. He thinks everybody's gone. They pass out while they're outside and end up freezing to death because they passed out. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. They were watching the game. They all got trashed. The guy is like, all right, guys, I'll see you. Have a good night. Drive safe. They got out to the backyard where their cars were parked across the way uh, because they weren't parked in his driveway. or on, He kind of like, I guess, backed up to the road on the other side. Right. So he didn't, he didn't see the car was, you know, he was didn't see either cars there or there. not there. He looked outside. There were no cars out there. So they probably, you know, went to walk out there and were drunk and passed in the, in the super cold. Um, Some people, they're not, they're, they ain't buying it. Uh, this man was inside his home alive while my friends were dead in his yard. Lord knows how long. That's Kaylee Lee Tier. Uh, they were all hanging out since after the game Sunday. He knew people were looking for them. He read messages of people searching for him on Tuesday. My husband banged on the door for 20 minutes. My friend banged on his door and then busted a window and yelled and announced her presence while she's, well, she's inside and still nothing from him. Then cops came 10 minutes later, and he comes out nonchalant in his boxers with an empty wine glass in hand. Nothing here is adding up. Dave, Clay, and Ricky deserve justice. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could say, I don't know if the guys used drugs. Maybe they brought over some, thought it was some booger sugar, had some fentanyl in it. Uh, an attorney representing the homeowner said his client had no idea that his friends were dead until police knocked on the door. He had no knowledge that they remained in his backyard that or that they needed medical attention. 
He said his client did not hear two people that came looking for him at his house. He was sleeping with headphones on and a loud fan. The attorney acknowledged that one of the men's wives contacted his client on Facebook Messenger, but he said the homeowner did not see the message until after police made contact with him. Hmm. I mean, there there may be some... It's an odd story. There could be some uh, malicious attempt to it, but normally if you're going to kill some people, you don't just toss them in your backyard. I mean, were they sitting in a chair? Were they on the uh, ground? Yeah. Were they, you know... Uh, I mean, were they, were they under... stacked up? Were they under... Were covered in snow? Yeah, was it snowing enough that they were covered up? You couldn't really even see them there? Man, it's... Uh, it's a bad story. Anyway, anyway, anyway you slice it. Uh, but I'm going to fix the uh, brighten it up a little bit. Here is uh, uh, South Korean uh, broadcasters calling the game at the moment. The Bills Tyler Bass, the kicker, missed his uh, that would would have been the tying field goal. U.S. guys do that. The, you know the the uh, Latin people do it. You know the goal. Uh, apparently, Korean people. We, we I don't know that we. You know Troy Aikman or. <laughs> oh, could you imagine Chris Collinsworth getting excited no. like that? Though? <laughs> no, I can't. Well, you think they would? I think they. Oh, wow, wow. Ooh. I think we uh, we don't do that because we don't uh, we try not to show favoritism. And I think when you get because the moment you hear uh, Romo gets out all the time. If it's definitely it's a Cowboys game that he happens to be calling. Uh, you can hear Romo start getting a little cheerleader here, and he'll start getting excited. And then everybody goes the next day. is like, oh, Romo's a, you can't stand this ah. Romo because he's such a cowboy <laughs> lover. And... Uh, remember that one time he peed his pants? or had a little pee stain on his pants from a break, and he came back, and he's standing there in khakis, and he had a little pee stain. Yeah, it's a pee napkin. So embarrassing. Uh, Hollywood stars have joined in the pro-Palestinian protest at the Sundance. <clears throat> uh and uh, Melissa Barrera, who uh, lost her spot on the screen franchise, joined the pro-Palestinian shutdown. They shut down the, the film festival over the weekend. You know, stop the genocide, blah, blah, blah. But I will say they aren't too smart. I, I really, uh, this is when you know that, they, that it's bandwagoning and not a real true protest because they know nothing of it at all. It just feels good. Hate, anti-Semitism made its way to Sundance Film Festival, where people are calling for a ceasefire now, which is exactly what we had on October 6th before Hamas slaughtered all these Jews. From the river to the sea, Palestine needs to be free from the occupation, that, which is, is illegal. What's the river? Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot the river's the name. Sea? But the sea is the Red Sea. No, not the Red Sea. So where is the river and the sea that everybody's chanting about? Uh, it's, I think it's the Black Sea and the river on the other side of Gaza. Okay, so it's the Black Sea and the river on the other side of Gaza. <laughs> the Palestinian genocide, it's just awful. What about the hostages? Do you know about the hostages? Unfortunately, I'm not that educated about that part. The occupation is illegal. Even chocolate is not allowed. Wedding dresses are not allowed. Did you know that? You can't have chocolate or ready. They don't allow chocolate into Gaza. <laughs> the Jews are keeping chocolate away from the from the Gazan kids. And wedding dresses, apparently. They can't have a wedding dress. It's been this way for over 15 years. It's a genocide. It's not about Hamas. 
It's not. How is it not about Hamas? It's not about Hamas isn't even there. Isn't where? Hamas isn't where? Even Gaza. Hamas is not in Gaza. The Jews are in Gaza. The Jews? Are there, are there hostages in Gaza right now? Oh, I don't know. From someone else. She's asking what's, what's on her protest card. She's oh, I don't, it says from the river to the sea. She goes, oh, I don't know. I got... Somebody gave it to you. Yeah. Do you know what it means? No. Like, what are you demonstrating for or against? Uh, against the occupation of Palestine. So support for the Black Sea to the other river to be liberated. To be liberated from the occupation. Does Israel have the right to exist at all? I think the state of Israel should be dissolved. So do you know what happened to women on October 7th? Um, I've heard things. I've also heard that they're not confirmed. <laughs> not confirmed. The rape incidences are not confirmed? Wow. Sure. What How could these people be so ill-informed? I looked up the chocolate thing. Yeah. So they didn't ban chocolate, but they intercepted uh, 23 tons of chocolate that was heading towards uh, the Gaza area. Because it was being run by two companies that funded Hamas. They were basically like uh, door-to-door chocolate sales for uh, your school where they were going to Hamas. No. <laughs> no. No way. They were door-to-door selling chocolate it bars? It was just like basically the, the chocolate bars were being brought in the strip by importers working with two Gazan companies, the Al-Matuhundin Currency Exchange and the Arab Al-Sin that belong to Shemakla family and serve as a Hamas front. <laughs> <laughs> so there were chocolates for Hamas. What about the hostages? Are there any hostages? No! So this is it. A demonstration at Sundance Film Festival calling for the genocide of Jews. As you can see, some of the people don't even know what it is that they're talking about. Clearly. Mm. Can you buy three chocolate bars to fund a Hamas explosion? <laughs> Are you kids trying to fund your school band? You'd buy by... No. Are you trying to raise money for the 4-H club? No. We want to stab Jews. <laughs> Oh, man, you got the caramel <laughs> chocolate ones, though. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of people, you know, listen, our airline industry, um, I don't know that most people took uh, uh, note of it, but they they went head over heels into DEI. Um, and, and not just the manufacturers, but the airline companies themselves. Um, so here is actual air traffic control audio from... Uh, where the airport is that at? Oh, Hartsfield Jackson, Atlanta. You can see uh, a, a satellite shot of a bunch of planes lining up to, to uh, you know how they do, and then they turn, and then they go the opposite direction and take off. Uh, but, but one pilot notices a little something he wants to make them all aware of. Tower, the 7-5 on the runway just lost a nose tire. I'll start that over. Let me... It, it lost... A nose tire, which pretty means sure those are important. Pretty sure. Tower, the seven five on the runway just lost a nose tire. Delta seven nine eight. Thanks for that. Delta nine eight two. Uh, tower sounds like we've got a problem. Uh, yeah, looks like we'll try to taxi clear if we could. Delta nine eight two. Roger. Um, if you'd like, start your taxi down the runway and just let me know. Roger that. Delta 982, this is the aircraft looking at you. you. One of your nose tires just came off. It just rolled off the runway uh, behind you. All right. Tell you what, let me uh, talk to maintenance tower. Uh, let me have a, I'm going to contact our maintenance folks and see if we can get a tow in. Stand by one, please. 
Roger, Delta 982. Uh, Tower, this is Delta 1783. You may want somebody to come out. It looks like the nose tire ran <laughs> off the runway towards the end down there. <laughs> it's rolling down a hill. I'm more uh, worried how nonchalant they are. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess you call them. I'm going to need a tow-in, I guess. Yeah, they call maintenance. Let me call AAA, see where they can get a, just, just get a truck out here. To, um, this is, uh, I mean, anything now that happens, a door flying off, bolts being missing, tires rolling off, It's my mind goes right to DEI. And this could not be, maybe not a DEI. This is the first time I've ever heard of a plane taxiing on its way to take off and losing a tire. What would happen if, uh, I mean, you've got two up front, likely on this big, two tires on the, on the front landing gear. One tire rolled off. Let's say you got up, you're, you're trying to get it up in the air. You, uh, the tire comes off when you're taking off and it goes to retract and it ca- ca- gets caught or doesn't all the way fall off or you have to land with one tire. It's just more, um, we really just got to start getting our uh, maintenance checklist done. Somebody's uh, failing on these. Yeah. Let's look around and see if there's some bolts. Let's make it a, a routine. Like once a week, we check for missing bolts on a plane. Or we just like once a year, like, all right, <clears throat> no flights today. Everybody, we're going to just do an inventory. <laughs> Everybody go in there, uh, check the bolts. We're going to tighten everything down. Uh, grab your wrenches, guys. We're going just once over. <laughs> Paramount is set to lay off hundreds more across nearly all their divisions. Um, this the parent company of CBS and Paramount and Showtime and a bunch of other media properties. Hundreds of employ- employees. The uh, cuts represent the latest bloodbath. You know, there were layoffs uh, uh, at other corporations, Disney, NBC Universal, Amazon, MGM, Universal uh, 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 Music Group. And they're just feeling Hollywood is getting s- squeezed on multiple fronts. And b- households are cutting the cord by the millions um, advertising market is still kind of in the door, uh, the dull doldrums right now. There's poor c- consumer sentiment, all tied to this economic, uh, the economy. Where this Biden. Uh, meanwhile, people are cutting back on discretionary expenses. Entertainment is the big one. The cost of food, energy, and insurance are more important, um, and they continue to skyrocket. Last year, remember, Paramount slashed 25 percent of its employees. And it shut down MTV News altogether. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to see more of this uh, because of those uh, strikes that they ran through. What do you mean? How did the strikes? Uh, because they weren't able to have uh, stuff no production in the pipeline? Going on. Yeah. So there's going to be a gap next year, uh, one where they're, they're rushing stuff to production and get out to, to make up for those things that had to be pushed out now. So you're going to end up with a lot of garbage that... Of course, people are going to go to see, and it's going to be garbage, and they're not going to they're they're not going to sell it. So they're going to push out a bunch of stuff, try to promote it, uh, find it doesn't get anything. So now their numbers are even worse, and they're going to continue to do. It's going to be a downward spiral for about two years now to catch up because it happened the same time when they did the TV strike. Right. I don't believe when I see job numbers. I don't know that I believe them. You know. When they report them, oh, it's great, more than we ever thought. Then they get, you know, re, you know, what do they call it? They reevaluate. Yeah, we've been, been yeah. you know, we've reevaluated and uh, with some slight changes and, uh, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that's a lot of people going to be out of work in Hollywood. Luckily, there is uh, plenty of uh, tent colonies you can move into. Yeah. Thank God you all uh, spent all the time period uh, striking and. Uh... Instead of, how long was that strike? 
hundred and eighty days for the one and like hundred and fifty for the other or something like that. Mm, mm, mm. Well that's what you get. And there'll be more, I'm sure. <clears throat> you you know, you can count on it. But you know, at least that's how these things go. When one starts Others follow suit. You know, it's a good uh, time with someone. It's got to be the first. Got to be brave enough to be the first to say we got to do some layoffs. And then everyone's go, oh, yeah, yeah, we're experiencing the same thing. They are, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just them. It's everybody. <clears throat> yeah, this is just the start. We'll see uh, 2024 through this through this year, especially you get to the fourth quarter. You're going to see a lot of entertainment companies just slashing like crazy. Yeah. Uh, when we return, there is a, uh, a la New York City uh, in Canada. They're coming for their pizza ovens and what? Uh, pizza ovens and bagel their shops. bagel shops. Why bagel shops? I guess their bagel places use like the same. Uh, they use fire pizza, and yeah. <laughs> That's, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, my favorite Canadian. Paul, our favorite Canadian politician, uh, Pierre Polyver, had some comments that are hysterical. We'll do it next. <clears throat> Hang on. It's a Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello. How are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health and she's a powerful force helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything and when you think about it that way that you could help that many people it's amazing it really is learn more and sign up as an organ eye and tissue donor go to organdonor.gov a message from the u.s department of health and human services health resources and services administration no matter who we are or where we come from we all experience difficulties in life Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. Talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly. It was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau even gives a rat's ass that people just mock him relentlessly uh, for how unbelievably out of touch his government is. 
I don't know, did... I know they were looking into whatever happened to New York City and their wood-burning pizza ovens there. They said, well, they they didn't order them to stop using them. But no, they, they were doing, uh, like, surveys and we're coming to, at, we're, looking at them to maybe have you stop using them if they're polluting too much. Well, they're doing the same thing in Canada. They, uh... They, uh have implemented what they call compliance promotion activities at vendors like pizzerias and bagel shops to determine whether or not the restaurants are following emission regulations under the brand-new National Pollutant Release Inventory Program. Boy, what a bigger waste of government, huh? Uh, the program is available uh, as a publicly available list regarding what type of pollutants are released into air, water, land by businesses. Businesses must report all alleged Pollutants to the government, which includes declaring the operation of stationary combustion equipment and what contaminants it may release. It doesn't regulate the emissions yet. It just rather keeps track of them. You can't tell me a, a coal pizza oven is, is just destroying our environment. There is no way that pizza oven puts enough pollutant into the air. No. That- I mean, uh, what about the dudes, you know, uh, who fire up giant smokers to cook a hog? Yeah. Uh, you know, what are the guys they cook <clears throat> with charcoal or they smoke something every single weekend? Or the, what about grilling a burger in your backyard? The dude I see who has a bonfire going in his backyard every day because he's burning <laughs> leaves all the time. Pretty sure it's illegal, but he does it all every weekend. Nobody stopped him yet. Wow. Here is uh, Pierre Polivier. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and his federal agency have launched an outright crusade against pizza ovens. They are They started in Montreal. But we know that they will get out here to Vancouver. So Vancouverites who are locked in their homes and terrified of pizza ovens uh, should be at ease that Justin Trudeau will come to your rescue. Don't worry about your uh, 100% rent increase or the fact that you can't feed yourself. Justin Trudeau is spending your money going after pizza ovens here and everywhere. And he will not stop until this crisis is resolved. He's my favorite Canadian politician ever. Um, And I don't know what's going on with Canada, but Tucker Carlson is on his way there as well. He's called to leave a message with their government hotline, I suppose. Thank you for your call. You have reached the media line. For all urgent requests, please send your request by email. Merci pour votre appel. Vous avez atteint la ligne médiatique. Merci beaucoup. Yes, I, I couldn't understand the French part, but it's Tucker Carlson calling from the United States. And I'd be grateful if you pass a message on to the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. We are coming to liberate Canada. We are coming to liberate Canada. And we'll be there soon. Merci. What do you make of that? He's become a... <clears throat> I like him when he's a little less self, self-promoting. self You know what I mean? <laughs> I love the, uh, I don't understand the French part. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he just, uh, Cat Turd's interview with Tucker just dropped. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Um, but I plan on sitting down for the whole 45 minutes of that one. Uh, these are some folks, I don't know why, well, we all know why. Uh, liberals just have come to hate Elon Musk. They detest him 
before this, he was, he could walk on water. Look at the electric car. The Oh, my God, the Tesla's amazing. He got us back in space, reusable rockets. We, we never thought of that. And, and uh, uh, Neuralink could make uh, paralyzed people walk again or give people the ability to speak that can't. And it's, what a, I mean, what a better guy drilling the boring company so get less cars off the, off the road and people riding public transportation underground. Is a liberal's wet dream. Except they've changed all of those now to just hit all oh, that. SpaceX is nothing but a little play thing for him to get off there. He keeps frying monkey brains with the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the boring company. He didn't actually accomplish anything. And uh, Tesla's, we hate Elon Musk. We're just not getting Tesla's anymore. Um, and the new allegation is, well, one of them is he's just lazy. You don't think Elon Musk works hard? No, he's a, literally a Nepo baby. He's like the definition of a Nepo baby. So. You actually don't really don't think Elon Musk. A Nepo baby implies that you had, your parents, uh, everything you have was given to you by your parents, which obviously his parents didn't give him $244 billion. And also, his dad doesn't like him. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever yeah. actually... Nor does he like his dad. His dad is like the, the epitome of evil, like... <laughs> Uh, evil rich guy type of things. He's the guy that you actually should be worried about. Right. Elon Musk works hard running Tesla, having Neuralink, having SpaceX, running Twitter. Now he has Starlink Internet. He spends all his time on Twitter and just yeah. treating people. So, I mean, I really don't. Do you, do you think you work harder than Elon Musk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. One thing I will say is probably like 90% of the population works harder than, than Elon Musk. What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? What do I do on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah. I go to class, try to keep my grades up so that I don't have to lose my scholarship so that I can continue to go to school. You're convinced 100% that you work harder than Elon Musk. I mean, obviously, I don't know his personal life. He's, like, tweeting all the time to a bunch of crap that doesn't matter. And when he's got the billions of dollars to actually make a difference in this world. He's made a pretty good day. He's brought free speech back to the Internet. That's a pretty big difference, in no, my hasn't. opinion. No, he hasn't. How, how? If anything, there's more people blocked on Twitter for sharing their opinions just because they differ from Elon's. No, or that's, than forever. that's not true. Okay, Can you name well, a few people that are blocked on Twitter? Obviously I can't. I don't f***ing follow what he... Well, no, but if you say it, it's like agitated. Would, no, I've seen examples, on. but I don't... I, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, don't. I mean, Can you give you? an example of how he made free speech better? Yeah, give me an exact example. 100%. There hasn't really been a lot of prominent accounts banned. Look back to last year, 2023. Amount of creators banned on Instagram, on YouTube. Andrew Tate, Tristan Tate, Sneeko, Steve will do it. I was banned. Why do you think they're literally banned? all red pilled crazy people? But is that not free speech? Propaganda and fake information. Well, what, but what's the propaganda and fake Those information? Are this. False information is a threat to democracy. And yeah, false information is a threat to democracy. She said the thing. Threat to just progress forward. Honestly, interesting. Say, like for example, you know, first off, they're literally. Sex There's, traffickers. No, they're not. Yes, they were never convicted of that. That's a, outright. That's no, that's fake news. That's did he propaganda. Really go to prison and like he beat the case. He beat the case, and they honestly threw him in prison with no evidence. He was literally in a holding cell for almost a year and is still stuck on house arrest in Romania. No evidence and zero convictions. No, I don't have any evidence. Maybe you guys do, but. Well, just based on you know everything I've seen, it appears that he is a sex trafficker. But what have you seen though? Bro, I don't, I don't have my, I can't pull out my fucking PDFs right now. <laughs> oh no, he's got PDFs too. How, I, I am amazed by 
how malleable the liberal brain is. You know, from one mo- moment he he was the uh, a pillar of uh, of a liberal billionaire that they could appreciate. You know, he wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, some you know he was doing great things for humanity, and uh, and the one thing because they were happy with Twitter, they were happy with Feds being involved. Liberals were happy that that people's voices were silenced there. They were happy. They made them very happy, very happy. It's the normal uh, every time the uh, mind speak of where you go. Okay, Trump bad. Okay, if you believe that, tell me why. Yeah, threat to democracy. He, uh, all the crimes he committed. Okay. All right. Elon Musk. Elon Musk bad. Why is Elon Musk bad? Lazy. Uh, threat to democracy. Uh, again, it's the... <laughs> if everything is, uh, if as long as it's a threat to the, everything I hate is a threat to democracy. That should be the new, the new uh, moniker. Um, Meta, I was right about this. Wasn't I, was I not right about this? Yeah, you were. The Remember when uh, publishers started to become agitated? Did they ask for... They, they were upset. They thought that, that they should be paid by Facebook because their products, their news products, were being used to gain hits to, to Facebook. And, uh, and, and you know, they thought they needed to be compensated for it. Uh, so, after years uh, of handling the, all the stuff they do, uh, misinformation and biases and accusations, Meta just took Facebook out of the news business altogether. And a uh, an analysis by a analysis by an outfit called Chartbeat of 1,930 news and media websites from 370 companies found that it turns out that Facebook accounted for 33 percent of their those publishers' social media traffic. It's down 50 percent with compared with a year earlier. Yeah, it's almost like you take away the people that were sending stuff to your site. That's what I said. I mean, that your your story, your product is exposed to more people that might never not ever even go to your new site regularly. I mean, Mother Jones, that 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 hippy dippy, it's been around almost 50 years. It generated 60 just 67,000 visitors in December when they were off of Facebook down from the December one year prior of 228,000. Whoops. Uh, Facebook represented 6% of referral volume last month, down 12 from the 12% in December 22, 12% in 2018. CNBC reported that Google, on the other hand, made up 30% of external traffic to those websites, up from 36% in 2022. Meta sticks, they're sticking with it. They go, look, we, we, we know that people don't come to Facebook for news and political content. They come to connect with people and discover new opportunities. Is that, is that what you find? No, 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 not anymore. I'll tell you one thing. I do post less political stuff there than anywhere else. I used to post a lot there, but then, you know, I'd like to keep something more friendly and nice and 
<laughs> you know, my social media where my aunt doesn't tell, tell me I'm an idiot to get vaccinated and admit that I'm <laughs> stupid and wrong. Um, yeah, they're, the whole thing. They want softer content on, uh, you know, comedy skits, your dog video, picture of your your dinner. <laughs> All right, that's fine. We need that, I suppose, right? I mean, if that's what they want to be, sure, but... I laugh at all those news companies that thought that uh, Facebook was going to pony up and pay them all this money. And they went, ah, you know what? Uh, we'll go a different direction. Good luck, guys. And now all those pay- those places are just dead in the water. I want to go back and beg to be. Because it is. Uh, the Internet is so vast now when it comes to news outlets and things like that. Is if Mother Jones is not an, a place that you go every day to check for news. No. So. The only time that they were going in there was when, oh, look, there's a link for a, a story on there that I, okay, let me go check this out. And then you would get sent there. But you weren't going on every morning and say, okay, let me get my coffee and go to Mother Jones. Right. Well, I'm sure there's a couple of hippies that do, but that's about it. Yeah. But they got most of their traffic from whatever the article headline was and people going, oh, let me click that and see what's going on. You know, the, it's, it's, the, it's the title or the topic, you know, if it's implicated in the title, if it's implied in the title, that's what brought them to your site. Not, you know, and they found it on Facebook. Where else are you out there? Do these people uh, uh, tweet? Do they get any any referrals from Twitter? Huh. <laughs> these people should need to call me first when they do stupid stuff like this. There was a uh, another yet another. I can't imagine. It's probably just one whole day. It's a one constant protest. At Columbia, um, there are, you know, pro-Palestinian, anti-kill the Jew, let's kill Jews uh, thing going on. And uh, the NYPD is now looking to open an investigation into a possible hate crime targeting pro-Palestinian student protesters after claims that a pro-Israel activist used a chemical weapon on them. That's right. Was it? Sarin gas? No, no, it wasn't. And it wasn't even uh, tear gas. Uh, it was uh, uh, fart spray, commonly referenced on the Bubba the Love Sponge show. <laughs> uh, they say, Columbia, that they, the information about this is a deeply troubling incident on Friday. Students, they felt nauseous and vomited after being exposed to this chemical agent. The alleged perpetrators identified to the university were immediately banned from campus. One woman reported an unknown substance had been sprayed into the air, causing her to feel nauseous. It had a foul smell. Some suggested it could have been skunk spray. Have you ever smelled that fart spray? Yeah, it's horrendous smelling. Not um, only is it horrendous, but if you sprayed it into someone's car, they'd have to take it to the ju- to the to the junkyard. But it, if I can buy it on Amazon for twenty dollars right now, it is not a chemical <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Uh, multiple people have been diagnosed with chemical inhalation and chemical exposure. Dozens of students gave testimonies of their clothes and hair having a smell, a foul smell left on them even after the initial burst of stench. And the smell only worsens and spreads after being washed. <laughs> That's fart spray. That's the same stuff Bubba the Lost Boy probably got it right there behind him in his, uh, up in his crow's nest. My body, I've got a fart spray on you. I hope he 
Let's got some fresh spray. I say, I hope ah. he doesn't know about this story because I feel bad for everybody else. <laughs> Do what? I said, I hope he doesn't hear about this story because <laughs> I feel bad for everybody else in the studio. <laughs> Uh, they were traumatized by this disgusting stench, and they they some of them took themselves to the hospital. And now they've got hospital bills to cover. Skunk, and they do know that skunk spray or skunk water invented by a Jew by an Israeli firm called Odor Tech as a way to repel Palestinian demonstrators in the occupied West Bank. I'm pretty sure fart spray, I mean, like you said, it's on Amazon. Bubba the Love Sponge buys it by the six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, they did note some some liberal uh, uh, medical team said, that, you, know, he, you know, if you're coughing, excessive coughing by exposure can result in suffocation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can cough yourself to death from fart spray, they yeah, say. Death by, death by fart spray. Yeah. The Jews did it. They, fart spray goes, has a, I didn't know fart spray had a uh, colonial uh, settler history to it, but <laughs> apparently it does. Oh. Oh. Um, well, more and more we hear. The Crusades that went on through the 90s and the early 2000s and, and on about um, Native Native American mascots, Native American team names, Native American this and that, the Redskins, the Blaves, all, Choppy Choppy is no good, the uh, Cleveland Indians mascot, all these things, all the way down through high schools. Well, uh, Southern York County School District in Pennsylvania has decided to reclaim their history and the school's popular tribesman mascot just two months after five new school committee members won elections and ran in a pro-native American platform. Well, wait, pro-native and you want to return the tribesman mascot? No. What? That can't be. Uh, The vote was the lexicon and contoured moment for the effort to defeat cancel culture, says Native American activist and historian uh, Andre Bilodeau. Uh, after lobbying on behalf of the tra- on behalf of the traditional image that pays homage to the indigenous Susquehannock people, all seven votes in favor of the logo came from members who were elected since previous board voted to remove it. This is how you change things in America, man. These they were no, there wasn't a single Native American in that community that that, that was at the least offended. No, to the At point all. where they had to actually run for the school council to, yes. to, to just go back. Yeah. <clears throat> to change the, the culture there. They say that school board stands as a role model of blueprint for other communities fighting for native names, fighting for native names and imagery. How stupid do you feel, white people, that they said, oh, Redskins, oh, that's terrible, it's racist, it's very, and, 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 and you thought that the guy crying at the litter was bad. All the Native Americans are crying right now because of it. Well, turns out the only people upset by it were liberals. Five newcomers were elected in November uh, after the sudden removal of the image in 2021 in an effort to rewrite the region's Native American history. Wow. This lady, four other school members, including her husband, 
had never run for, for any elected office at all. Uh, not everybody in the community was very happy about it. They <clears throat> came in to their new position with bravado, pushed their personal agendas, uh, and not with humility to learn their jobs, says one former school board member, Deborah. Deborah. They, to put the mascot away is respect for the past, for the present, and for the future, said Katie. Former, former. They ran off both Deborah and Katie. Deborah and Katie no longer on the school board. What do they do on Wednesday nights? We don't even know anymore. <clears throat> um, research demonstrates that there's no evidence that the Susquehannock Indians ever lived in around the community. Says a, 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 a study there that done by the last school board. Yet diversity committee committee report appears to conflict with centuries of known local history. European explorers wrote about the Susquehannock people that lived along the Susquehanna rivers as early as 1608. There, right there. I just love the the native person that's standing there like, yeah, my family's had a long history, and old Deborah's like, there's no proof that they've ever lived here. <laughs> To put that mascot away from respect for the past and the present and the future. Katie. <laughs> God. I like the name. It's pretty cool. Well, oh, that is that is just so delicious. I love it. You know, there is there uh the same group that leads efforts to encourage NFL's franchise, uh the NCAI, NFL's uh what does that stand for? The NCAI, the National Congress of American Indians. Oh. They had opposition to the Susquehannock Warriors mascot. They're the same people. They get grants from left-wing foundation, the Ford Foundation, Soros, Open Society Foundation. uh, And they're a major Native American rights organization that's taken a strong stance against the use of Native American imagery and names and themes all over the place, much to the chagrin of actual Native Americans. Yeah, because there's the they fight against the other group, uh, which is the I I wish that's the one that wants the commander's name to come back, and they're actually full of actual indigenous people, and the other group is not. Right. A report the NCAI issued in 2013 that was a lengthy history of the Redskins franchise, but not to mention to two influential Native Americans that inspired the name and the imagery. What do they call him? King Temani? <clears throat> Lenny Lenappy? Patron Saint of America? Yeah. All over the place. <clears throat> you know, what is it? Just nosy, uh, busybody people? We got to go find, you know, I'm, uh, you know, Deborah is uh, twisted about a, about a Native American mascot and she's seen everything else around the country where they get rid of him because it's really, it makes the Indians so sad. And then along come the native people who go, no, it doesn't. We're proud of it. We're very proud of it. The sad part is usually the uh, activists, uh, we go on to find out they're not. Uh, we get the, the crying Indian on the side of the road was, was not. He was an Italian guy. Uh, we have the. Uh, we just found out the uh, Canadian singer that was supposedly an Indian activist. She's oh, yeah. never That's right. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> All the ones that claimed Native American heritage yeah. have zip. Oh. Uh, all right, uh, that's too good. Another uh, city is throwing in the, the towel on their electric bus fleet. I'll give you the uh, details on that as well. Um, a uh, online church pastor said God told him to commit this fraud. I think that gets him off the hook. I mean, you know, more or less. Morally. Yeah. Uh, 
and your remarks are next. Stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Having low income can mean making tough choices. Choosing between paying for food or medication or a place to live is a reality for many people. Do you know someone who could use some extra help? Find out about the Supplemental Security Income Program, SSI, administered by Social Security. You could receive monthly SSI payments if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. SSI is money you can use to help pay for basic needs, like putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, paying the rent. It can mean new shoes for growing feet or help with medical needs. Call 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov SSI to schedule an appointment or start to apply today. That's ssa.gov SSI. This message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us. Are you sick and tired of your calm, peaceful life? Are you sleeping too well at night? Is your city too safe? Well, not anymore. Introducing Democrats. Politicians so incompetent, they'll fill your neighborhood with riots, looting, rampant violence, and even homelessness. The secret is a special blend of corruption and good old-fashioned stupidity. No more pesky law and order. When Democrats are in charge, nobody's safe. Simply vote for Democrats, sit back, and watch your neighborhood burn to the ground. But wait, vote for Democrats now, and they'll include rolling blackouts, election fraud, cancel culture, taxes, and more taxes. Democrats, bringing chaos right to your front door. Susquehannock High School, they're called the Warriors, but they had the imagery of the warrior. They were just called, the, they took away the imagery. And it was, a, to me, it was a badass, strong yeah. logo. Very good looking logo. Yeah. Well, Katie thought he looked aggressive, and Deborah agreed. Mm-hmm. Deborah thought they should learn some humility. Yeah, they too came in here at bravado. Did you notice all the bravado they had, Katie? Sure did, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Asheville, North Carolina, the latest to throw in the towel on their $5 million electric bus fleet. They bought it, uh, five Proterra electric buses. These are the ones we hear all the time, Proterra, uh, for, uh, five mil. Those are the Kamala Harris specials. Are they? Yeah, those are the ones that she, uh, cackled about that they had a USB port inside of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Since then, they bought, they're a million a pop. Since 2018, they've spent more than 200 grand to build vehicle chargers. Additionally, the, they spent $118,000 annually for the contract to lease the bus's batteries. They lease? And another $45,481 in order to charge said electric vehicles. If you add that all together, it's about $900,000 to a million in what one, each one cost. And since then, 
we've had to invest additional money into maintaining them and fixing them. Only two of the five are currently operating. The other three are out of service, awaiting repairs. The faulty buses had several software issues, mechanical issues. One of the buses has been parked since July. The city cannot obtain the manufacturer replacement for a broken door. They haven't been able to get a new door. There's no party, third party that makes the door. We have to get a custom-made door. Uh, they also note that maintenance costs. Replacing traction drive controls on the buses have cost an additional quarter million dollars. In addition to the maintenance director, John McDaniel, several EV buses have needed new power inverters that cost fourteen grand a pop. Proterra? Chapter 11 bankruptcy. After receiving $10 million in COVID relief loans from the PPP program, uh, were ultimately for, forgiven. Uh, Biden praised that company. Yeah, so... It's got government incentives, everything. Asheville spent five million dollars buying these buses, and then over two years spent five million more in keeping those buses in upkeep, and they don't even work now. <laughs> wow, what a nightmare, man! What a effing nightmare! Asheville plans to spend another hot five hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, they're relying on their thirty-two biodiesel and hybrid buses, and they're going to spend uh, five hundred fifty grand on two more biodiesel buses. Those are five hundred fifty grand. They're half the price of the of the electric ones. I don't know diesels. Uh, you know, they run forever. Yeah, but that those biodiesel ones, they have a guy that can fix them. Right. They don't have to call down to Proterra to send them a door. And you don't have to lease. I don't understand leasing the batteries. I guess so. If they do go bad, there's a Proterra. I'll take them back, and you can then do disposal and stuff like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but still, yeah, you're you're. Pain to use a vehicle that you've already paid to buy. Yeah, but we've we've learned. Have we learned our lesson? Out of the fourth uh, municipality that's had to say put throw their hands in the air. This is not. This is what. It's not done. Don't worry. It's, it's useless. I I've called it before when we talked about the Wyoming one that you are bankrupting small cities uh, that think they are doing something for their environment. Uh, you have a bunch of uh, the whole town gets together and they're like, oh, we got our new electric buses. We're into the future. Right. And you're now bankrupting these small towns that don't, you know. Jackson, Wyoming. Uh, they switched back to diesel power to keep their operations moving. Southern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority had 25 buses, which have not been able to use in three years. 25 million sitting in a, in a parking lot. Rotting. Biodiesel is the way to go. Well, just until uh, you can't force it on these on these places that just the infrastructure is not there for these things to work. Now, when you have a company, especially when you're telling uh, Asheville, uh, North Carolina, that they have to buy a bus from this company that one is getting government subsidies for like crazy, but you have to buy the door from them. You probably had to if I bet you. Any repairs that had to be done had to be done by a Proterra employee. So they had to right. send you had to send someone down to come fix it. Yeah, nobody's. Yeah, even something like a door, though. <clears throat> I get it. It's, it's if it has some electric motor or battery issue or whatever. Blah blah blah. But it's a door. You know, a body shop could possibly fix it. <laughs> Good God, people. Um, I don't know what this means, but North Korea has torn down the monument symbolizing union with the South. It can't be good. Mm-mm. 
I don't know. Uh, they, they, it's a major monument in the capital. It symbolized the goal of reconciliation with South Korea on the orders of uh, Kim Jong-un, who last week called their rival primary foe. He's primary foe. Monument is eyesore. They sent the military and they just uh, tore it down. Yeah, it's time for us to start torn down some peace statues all over the place too. So what? Just we we don't need peace statues. Let's get those suckers out of here. We got to have some around here. Peace? No, yeah. I'm sure. I'm certain we do. I'm certain we do. Um, we have quite a few remarks. We ought to tear into them right now from the Florida Man Radio app and powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. The app's a great way to keep uh, up with the station. If you miss a show, they're out there. Archives, uh, the whole lot. Um, also, a great way to participate uh, in the station. Hit the microphone button, go to town. Here we go. With Kirby saying what he said about immigration and how it's going right now, everybody in the United States doesn't want the illegals to come over, except for the government. So they must know that they're going to win this year. They've got to be able to cheat or something's going to go on. I, I can feel it. Beedoo, beedoo. Uh. Hey guys, Panhandle Patty here. We are doing this all wrong. We have got to say we want the borders open, money given to people that we don't know. Let's bring them all in. Go. This is the way the Republicans want it done. And then maybe the Democrats will go, well, hell, we better do it the opposite way. The Republicans want it. We've been foolish this whole while. Bidoobidoo. And I'm pissed. Bidoobidoo to you. By the way, the new uh, Beauty Nation sweatshirts are up on the site. They're kick-ass. They are. It's impressive. Yeah, you, there's going to be T-shirts up there as well, too. That's thanks for uh, that's at bdoobdoo.com. Your show today. I I just got my green card a year ago. It took me five years while my wife worked down here. Got here legally. Spent about. $18,000 to do it. I'm now uh, working and paying taxes down here. The U.S. government knows everything about me after going through that process. What I want to tell you is these people are criminals and illegals. You're right. There's already programs in place for migrants to come here seasonally to pick fruits and stuff. And the farmers feed them and house them. And then they go right back to Mexico when they're done working. And then they come back the next year. Well, they can stay home this year. We're full. I told you guys about a year, year and a half ago, Michelle Obama running for president. I hope it's wrong. But if she does, she's going to win. She's going to rejuvenate the Democratic voting base. She's going to have the big com- companies, corporations backing her. The media's going to fawn all over her. But the people are too ignorant to realize it'd be 20 years of failed Obama policies. He had his eight years of Biden's four, and Michelle Obama would be a two-term president. Bank on that. And I don't know if the country can withstand that. No. My thought mirrored what EZ said about Kirby's comment. But God, in the media, why do we suck at this so badly? Ducey should have pounced, to quote the Democrats, all over Kirby with a rebuttal or follow-up question. Yeah. But he didn't. Nope. I mean, am I being Captain Obvious? Too much? 
God, we really suck at this. Unfortunately, Ducey's the best we got in that press corps, but we could easily do better. I wish we could. Yeah, there's never a rebuttal question, you know? They never go back and go, well, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, the way the rules are, he has to play the fence to push as far as he can. Because you look right. at the guys that do, uh, you've got people like uh, Simon Beda, uh, who gets his press pass removed right. every time that he tries to do anything like that. So Ducey has to play the fence because otherwise you'll yank you out of you. Yeah, fellas, I mean, the, the other thing no one's talking about is what happens when AI takes all the jobs that these dudes could do. I mean, all, all the drivers, I mean, there's so many jobs that are going to be gone from everyday Americans. I mean, that's just adding to this problem of there's no money for anyone and no no jobs, no jobs or jobs. I mean, there's going to be chaos. Mm-mm-mm. And can we find out what bank is doing the credit card processing for those prepaid rechargeable debit cards so we can boycott them? Uh, I smell more payola in there, too. I got a gift card one time from somebody for a prepaid card, and there was a monthly fee associated with it. I didn't use it for almost six, eight months, and there was, like, nothing left of it by the time I went to use it. <laughs> Thanks to high heaven. I, I looked, uh, there's photographs of them showing the cards off. Uh, they're a, a logo that I does not familiar uh, to, to me, and I believe it's a Latin American bank, I would imagine. Star Trek guy here. Gotta love capitalism. If you're a landlord with all these immigrants, man, you are going to be making a bundle. You can be throwing out all those vets. You can be throwing out all those middle class, barely paying what they can, and move in an immigrant. And that government is going to send you a fat check. Man, these landlords are going to be making money. Be-do-be-doo. Yep. Uh, I had a gobbler's notch one time. Very painful. I had ever removed, which was very painful. Is that a thing? I mean, it's a it's a town, but it also does sound like an STD yeah. <laughs> or some type of a bump on your yeah. skin. <laughs> Uncle Ted here. Well, I want everyone in Texas to stay strong. That's right. Follow your beliefs. The governor there should get the Air National Guard together and get a pool going with those flyboys there. The guy who flies the closest to the ground over the border wins the pool. Maybe some time off. You know, fly by at supersonic and maybe knock Manuel's hat off, if you catch my meaning. God bless. Shannon, just hearing you talk about this Kansas City story. This really gets my blood pressure up here. It's not right. When you're partying with someone and you're drinking or doing whatever, you never, ever, ever, ever leave a buddy behind. You never. Just forget our call. Come on, even the Bills Mafia who will light the guy on fire will at least put him out after yeah. a little bit. Man. Okay. We want to migrate. We want to cross a border into United States and go to Winter Park and stay with Shannon. But his house is cleaner, they steal from him. And now they ruin it for everybody. (laughs) 
brother-in-law used to work as a commercial pilot and he's pretty calm about most things even when things go really sideways and you know he said you know being a pilot is basically it's just non-stop crisis management so there's no point panicking about anything <laughs> wow hey shannon i know you're a fan of cat turd Tucker just did an interview with him, and he lives up in the Panhandle. Yeah. Y'all need to get him on the show. That'd be a hoot. Be-do, be-do. Yeah, he's kind of a, uh, uh, I don't want to say recluse, but kind of a, you know, little shy, maybe? Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is the first time you've really ever seen pictures of him before. Yeah. Well, he's brilliant, though. We follow each other on uh, X. Shannon, when I see a picture of you and your lovely wife together, along with the dogs, I see that you have found true happiness, which you have definitely earned. Y'all have a great life. Thank you. What I think is funny about that Canadian message that Tucker calls is they say, if it's urgent, send us an email. Yeah, that'll get addressed quickly. Yeah. Are you kidding me with these Gen Z interviews? I mean, these, these kids are literally retarded. They're stupid. And they're supposed to be geniuses at college. Good Lord. Our, uh, you know, we can save this country for the next little bit, but, you know, once uh, once the boomers and the uh, Gen Xers are gone, what really is going to happen to this country? Really? Are, are enough percentage of these kids going to grow up and mature by the time they're 40 to fix it? No. <clears throat> the problem is not not only are they, are they, they sound idiotic and stupid they believe it there there is no change in their mind there is no negotiation there is no constructive criticism there is no uh they are sticking to their guns my favorite was the one girl when they were going oh, you know what do you you think that elon musk is lazy not doing it's like what do you do and she's like i i go to school and go to classes and try to keep my grades up so i can keep my scholarship so i can keep going to school yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's my God, getting those yeah. grades up is up there with running three billion dollar corporations. Uh, oh, where do we go here? Okay. Everything I hate is a threat to democracy, including democracy, uh, whatever that is. I'm just going to start saying that about everything. Threat to democracy. Yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, if someone said, hey, uh, your yard looks great, it's a threat to democracy. Next time you have to go through the McDonald's drive-thru and they tell you you need to park in the space, you say, I will a, not. That is a threat, to, a democracy. threat to democracy right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I missed some of the broadcast, so I don't know if somebody already touched upon this, but is there any way Governor Abbott can get just... Uh, couple hundred thousand gallons of fart spray and just use a bunch of fogging guns out there That's a great idea. and just fog the whole border with fart spray as they try and cut the concertina wire. My God. Just trying to think outside How the cruel. box. How cruel. Chemical weapons. No, no. America stinky. Yeah. America stinky. That's the way it smells here all the time. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you don't want to come here. Uh... We all know who it is, Shando. According to Don Miller, it's the woke whites. And, uh, I'm sure there's some other wokey wokes in there, but you're right. Mine primarily, it's the woke whites. Can't have that Indian, uh, Cleveland Indians or Washington Redskins or my old high school was the Talawanda Braves. Now it's just Talawanda Brave, but it has nothing to do with. <laughs> I mean, they made it singular. That really, <laughs> whatever. 
crazy. That's even worse because the singular of Braves is a brave. So right. they just made it like instead of a bunch of them together, just one guy. It's less threatening if there's only one of them. Um, <clears throat> uh, I was about to say, Don Miller is white. He's woke white. You don't see a lot of woke black people. No, not really. Now that Deborah and Katie are no longer at the school board meetings on Wednesday nights, they can be found at Applebee's complaining to the manager that the wonton tacos arrived too cold. Chance. Beware of woke whites. Hey, they, them. When you get done making that TikTok video, can you go over and check the front tire of that Delta flight that's about to take off? <laughs> Thanks. You have to tell me where I can find that Democrat skit, the commercial thing that you played, Shannon. Hilarious. I don't know where I got that. Was that a Babylon B product? I think it was. Pretty sure it was. I'll look it up again. Here we go. Well, looking at what I'm seeing with the Supreme Court jumping straight against the state of Texas, which retains the right to leave the country anytime it wishes to and held its own military at borderline, I see the beginning of the new war between the North and the South or the Republicans, Democrats, however y'all, we all want to put it together. I do believe the Supreme Court just struck the first shot. All right. Of course they're going to cheat us again. They figured out how to do it perfectly. And what state to do it in? To win the Electoral College. We're never going to have, unfortunately, another Republican president. Unless we can change half of the Democrats into Republicans, so no amount of cheating that they do can work. Um... They might just uh, run off a bunch of Democrats eventually with this mass, you know, illegal alien thing. Yeah, but what was it? Kamala yesterday kind of said something along the lines that we're going to force everyone to vote. Which, oh, you know, force you, people to if vote. If you amnesty everybody and then force everybody to vote, we're pretty much done. Hey, Shannon, I think your Chinese accent is way funnier than one hung Lo's. Hmm. I think mine might be more Korean than, than Mon Anglo. I thought Kirby was a vacuum cleaner. Beater, beater. Oh, Star Trek guy here. <laughs> At the steak and shake. Get cheeseburger and fried rice. Oh, I mean, French fries. Uh, made by nobody. Okay, got the call. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, that's my question for all these people that say we need them to get over here to pick all the fruit. Well, what happened to them from last year and the year before that? <laughs> that can't be what they always say. We don't need 12 million people here to pick fruit, all right? If we have all this influx of illegal immigrants, why does it cost three times as much for produce oh, yeah. as it did like three years ago? I'm just asking. That's a good point. Breaking news. Supreme Court rules Texas must replace barbed wire with giant red carpet. Story out of 11. I missed one. 
So sorry for breaking the rules after hearing Uncle Ted. They should do crop dusting with fart spray at the border. Oh, be so epic. Be to be to. Yeah. A little crop spray. Oh, it's once a day, it would stink all, you know, maybe once a week. It's chemical warfare. Yeah, it's true. Geneva Convention. Can't do that. <laughs> hey, Shannon. You know I'm a Canadian. I'm one of your best friends. I won the biggest freaking Super Bowl party ever in Shannonburg history. Come on, Shannon. I love you. I don't know how. God bless you. This is Al. Oh, yeah. I don't know you're Canadian, though. No, I have to hate you. Woke black people are a threat to democracy. Hey, hey, Shannon. What do you mean, no woke black people? What about KGP? She's pretty woke, pretty black. Just saying. She is. One more. About 10 years ago, I was working up in New York. And I had a firefighter friend of mine. He used to work at the Air Force Base up there with the B-52s. And uh, one morning at like 6 in the morning, they get a phone call, you know, 911, go out to the airfield, there's something wrong with the B-52. And they drive out there, and he was the captain of the truck. And they pull up, and underneath one of the pylons had uh, uh, broken, and a nuclear weapon had fallen off the wing onto the runway. And my friend looked at him and said, can't. Damn. I almost got the end of that story. Nuclear warhead going on. <laughs> That's all we have time for right now. Uh, uh, download the app and uh, and you can uh, leave one too. We're getting dark. Uh, powered by Morris Family Farms and More Organic Meat. It's Tuesday. It's Tinfoil Tuesday. Right. And we're going to talk alien abductions. But when we're thinking alien abductions, we're always thinking about people going up, right? The, yes. They're up. We've been wrong this whole time. Really? Underwater. That's where they're taking them. They're being abducted under the ocean. All right. That's right. I'm intrigued. All I, right. I mean, we think about it. We're always looking up. That's why we catch what a few UFOs are up there. We're always looking up. We're never looking down to see what's going on down there. And they've been here just uh, hanging out with us this whole time. Interesting. Wonder what loser people. <laughs> Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. We are strong and we'll get through this together. But these are stressful times. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, and know that you are not alone. Visit wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it. And my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, Dad, you gotta get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern, but help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. I 
Applebee's comes up a lot on this program. That's a Justin Clark throwback. Yeah. Um, well, they, uh, I didn't know they did this. They sell a date night pass. Limited, uh, limited. It's 200 bucks. They did it online. It sold out in one minute. I want to know how many they had. They won't say how many there were. You're right. It could have been six. Uh, only on their website. Uh, the pass is valid to use 52 times once a week for a year. Covers up to one up to 30 bucks of food and non-alcoholic beverages per use. It can't be. Oh, I'm sorry. Any day, any time. It's only uh, 52 times. So they, but you can't well, use it the same day. It's got to have a 24 hour period. Before. Yeah. They, it's fifteen hundred dollars uh, in food for two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a great deal if you could have gotten an old one. But it, yeah, there's no. They don't say how many there were, and they were gone in seconds. I have a feeling there weren't many, if all. I don't know. I, my old producer Colin Brady sat in front of his computer trying to get the same thing they had at the Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. I've, I've been out there all day since they opened up trying to buy one. I can't get one. He was so upset. I forgot what that was, but it was like. <clears throat> Unlimited pasta, uh, maybe at any time you wanted to. I forget what the deal was. It was ridiculous. Right right up his alley, too. Um, it's unclear exactly how many were sold or if there will be another chance to snag one. They say the restaurant told USA Today there are tens of thousands of hungry guests waiting to try and snag a pass. The excitement and demand from guests of Applebee's date night pass far surpassed our expectations. Yeah, we're in a crap economy right now, and people want to get, you know, value for their buck. Yeah, the old Olive Garden pass was enjoy never-ending possible menu at Olive Garden as many times as they wish in the restaurant for nine weeks. Wow. As much as they want, nine weeks. Breakfast, do you go for lunch and dinner? Mm -hmm. Wow. For nine weeks? And how much was it, 500 bucks? Uh, it doesn't say it's not for sale anymore on there. There was one that they were offering for a little while. That was a lifetime one. Lifetime? Lifetime, never-ending pasta. Wow. You've got the dough. These things are pretty good, you know. What's that guy that got bought a lifetime uh, pass on United Airlines for, I forget, uh, $100,000 or something like that, and he's flown a baz- millions of miles. Sometimes he just gets in the air, flies to a place, Stays in the United Airlines uh, bar, has a couple of drinks, and then flies to another place. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some of those that are they are great deals. I know uh, used to be Six Flags used to have a uh, like a daily meal pass that you could buy it for the year, and it would be like twenty bucks a day. And there was a guy that he literally got a, a year pass to, to Six Flags, and he would just go to Six Flags for lunch every day, and it was just free food for them. Really? Yep. And, and any of the like a corn dog or whatever they're selling in the there? park. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know that, you know, if there was, if La Spada's had a deal, you know, uh, like I could, you know, I'd, I'd buy into that. Yeah. I got to go there tomorrow. So, uh, you know, cheesesteak a day for uh, 52, 52 weeks worth of cheesesteaks. Uh, yeah, I'd pay big money for that. I want to talk to them about that. I mean, Honestly, you kind of deserve like a La yeah. Spada's black card by now. I walk in, I'm like Norm at Cheers. <laughs> Everyone behind the the, uh, the grills, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like celebrity <laughs> in there. <laughs> I call in advance and have mine ready when I get there. So I walk in, I walk up to the counter, I pay the guy, the guy hands me the sandwich, I walk out, a bunch of chumps standing in line. 
and say, hey, have a great day. I do get, uh, there are a lot of uh, f- fans of the show that eat there because I always see one every time I'm there. No, I mean, I, I just had them this past <clears throat> weekend. They were great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you got one up near you. Sanford you? and uh, Orange City. Orange City, yeah. All right, uh, shall we get dark? Uh, do we want to do that? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Time to fashion yourself a fancy, yeah, fancy fun. hat to stop the government from reading all your secrets to the Konami code. The what? The Konami code. Konami oh, code? Yeah, it's an old video game reference. Oh. It's kind of always, it used to be the, like, every video game in the Nintendo era used the same code. Oh, they all look the same? Yeah. Was, yeah. But we talk about aliens a lot. Abductions, probings, types of aliens, styles of aliens, but... We've always talked about them being up or like to the side. We've even, we've talked about kind of the interdimensional aliens, possibly like they're just right here, right. Or they're in another dimension over here. Yeah, we can't quite get to. But we've we've been looking in the wrong place the whole time, and a lot of uh, the abduction ones we've talked about had small little details that kind of we were looking the wrong place the whole time. They weren't being abducted up; they were being abducted down or someplace and being taken to an underwater facility. Where they could be probed and tested, and that, yeah, I mean, what better way to escape all the fact that we have uh, so much junk satellites up there right now? We should be banging off of UFOs all the time, right? Yeah. Really, as much junk as we have up there, really, we should be but smashing we, a UFO all the time as they come by. But we've only gone so deep in the ocean, right? Uh, we barely look at the ocean. I mean, there's large swaths of the ocean that we have no idea what's going on with it right now. Because we can't get there? Because we're not looking at it. Well, we, we can't get there. We're not looking at it. Uh, I mean, when you have a planet that's uh, you know pretty much uh, three-fourths covered in water, and you look, there's large pieces of water that we are just not going out. We're not using. We're not. There's no reason for us to be out there. Right. Mariana's Trench. Garbus Island is just floating around out there. What if those uh, were just uh, hiding places for said UFOs? And we'll talk about some abductions that... Maybe suggest that. We'll talk about husband and wife, Betty and Barney Hill. We've actually talked about them before. Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, Betty and Barney, they were out on a drive, got abducted. Uh, they have claimed oh, to have been abducted right. on a lonely road in New Hampshire in September 1961. Their claims were met with intrigue from some and other out- outright ridicule. There were several investigations of the case, though, as well as a string of hypnotic regression sessions. My favorite. Where you love those. Oh, I love them. <laughs> Such junk science. But opinion remains divided as the credibility of the account still today. Under one of these regression sessions, though, Betty makes reference to the strange craft she and her husband had just boarded as entering the water. She even asked herself out loud, under while under hypnosis, so Betty's like, I'm under all water! As he goes, hey, do your craft underwater? Yeah, we're underwater! Because that's how that stuff works most of the time. Uh, these strange objects actually went underwater. It is a detail that has been largely missed aside from yeah, some eagle-eyed UFO researchers. So if Betty and her husband were taken under the water after entering strange, otherworldly crafts, it then changes, if only slightly, the nature of the encounter because they were never taken to space. They were dove under the water and taken to some weird like underwater base. And probed. They had to be in a pressurized cabin. Well, if they were going up to space, they are going in a... So that's pressurized true, yeah. them too. 
Apparently, aliens love people named Betty. I don't know if it's just the, like a rural area really? they're heading over to, but Betty Anderson, or actually Andreasen, she claims she has not only been abducted on one occasion, but on several. And more than more, once? Yeah. All right. What's more, these encounters went back to when she was still just a wee lass. One of these early encounters took place in 1950 when Andreasen was taken from her home. Uh, she would soon, though, find herself placed on a wheel-like vehicle that seemed to fly of its own accord. The next thing she knew, it entered the water somewhere off the coast of the United States. Even stranger, this underwater vehicle took her to a large aquatic base. Once there, she was taken. She would later describe as a museum of life. She would claim this held examples of human beings and strange glass containers from all different eras of history. That's right. The underwater aliens have a sweet human zoo. Oh, is it for uh, humans are on display? Uh, more kind of like uh, uh, if you look over here, we have an Alexander the Great, and over here we have a Socrates, and uh, uh, <laughs> like they're, they've been collecting humans for a long time, like there was some sort of human Pokemon. As we might imagine, this counter, as well as many other made by Andreasen, are treated with a bit pinch of salt by many. However, several notable UFO researchers have examined and investigator claims which remains some of the most debated in the UFO community. Now, we've talked about Betty and Betty. And some of the lesser-known ones, though, is that of Katriana Wilson. She would speak in depth of her experience in the book called Alien Jigsaw. When writing of one encounter, she makes claims such as heading downward at a very steep angle towards the water, and the next thing she knew, there was water all around her. She was, though, protected from it and soon realized she was in a strange glass-like tunnel or tube. What's more, the tunnel was headed downward deep under the sea. Perhaps even stranger, she would further claim that on any other, uh, that on another very similar occasion when the strange object she was on board finally surfaced from the water, she was transferred to a military naval vessel. Uh, you know, like a... Mm, doesn't say, just a military. Mm -hmm. This would, if we assume the accounts to be authentic, suggest at least some partial involvement of the military in alien abduction cases. See. Mm -hmm. You would think our government would know about the underwater aliens. They probably do. Well, we can't get down there. Right? Mm -hmm. Maybe we got an arrangement. You know, once you're done with them, send them back up. We'll, we'll get them home. <laughs> I mean, now, if you want to start throwing around the theories that Oceana crew didn't uh, poof and implode, they maybe just got abducted out of there. We saw damage, though. Yeah, okay. they, I mean, do they? We don't know if they've actually found any parts. They kind of want to keep that quiet because the last thing you want to know is like, hey, yeah, we found the scalp of a guy. Yeah, some hair in here. <laughs> we saw what we believe is pulp of uh, humanoid nature. Pink dust. Although there is some discrepancies of the date of said incident. Some sources state in 1956, along with others saying uh, 1965. Hmm. So some selective yeah. math going on there. The alien abduction encounter of Orlando Jorge Ferrari is one of the most intriguing on record. According to Ferrari, he was approached by a seven-foot humanoid figure in a shiny, tight-fitting overall. Oh, overall. <laughs> shiny. Yep. He was, uh, at this time, Ferrari was night fishing on a beach in Argentina. And he got approached by the seven-foot guy in the, in the disco overalls. suit. In the disco <laughs> overalls. <laughs> He was then taken on board of a disc-shaped craft and flown under the surface of the water. He would eventually be taken under the Gulf of Mexico to a giant underwater dome. Ferrari would further state that this underwater facility looked kind of like a giant igloo. Oh. Uh, it was his host informant as a base to recondition our ships. So, like an alien like a, depot. Like an alien uh, uh, 
uh, Jiffy Lube. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would also inform that genetic experiments had been taking place with humans in such facilities for thousands of years. What's more, the Earth was seen as a zoo-like planet to other alien races throughout the universe. So they come. That's why they come by. They're like, ah, how are those? It's like a Howard Johnsons. Well, no, more the reason the aliens stop by is just like we go to the zoo to go see elephants and rhinos. They they pop stop by like, hey, how the redneck humans doing? Ah, they're still weird. (laughs) (coughs) They do say also even more bizarre is all life on Earth was in some way part of these genetic experiments and had all their origins on other worlds. Linda Quartile is perhaps one of the most well known of such cases of alien abduction mainly as it was investigated by veteran UFO researcher Bud Hopkins. However, there's one specific part of it that is interesting unbeknownst to Hopkins when he first took the case of Linda Cortell, she, who claimed that she was abducted from her high-rise New York apartment in November of 1989, uh, was that several people had witnessed that abduction on the ground floor below. On the evening question, two security guards known as, quote, Richard and, quote, Dan, were driving near the Brooklyn Bridge, their passenger was eventually revealed to be the security general of the United Nations, Javier Perez de Cruz. As they were driving, for no obvious reason, the car engine died. When they got out to investigate, they were shocked to see Cortel, the lady abducted from her New York City <clears throat> apartment, along with three strange figures floating through the air. What's more, they were heading toward a disc-shaped object. Once inside, the craft made a sharp turn and crashed into the waters of the East River. And in an instant, it was out of sight. Several months before the two security guards came forward with their information, uh, Cortal under hypnotic regression had made some intriguing statements. She claimed to Hopkins that the UFO she had come in contact with uh, had create had a sudden stop under the water. What's more, she could see throughout through uh, throughout a window on the front, and she recalls recall seeing general garbage such as soft drink uh, bottles at the on the bed of the water. So she was definitely looking out into the East River because. She looking into a garbage can. She was quoted as seeing, I saw six guys with concrete blocks attached to their feet (laughs) at the bottom of the center. I was going to joke. I thought it was a a one line I could drop me. I saw like guys, you know, floating from concrete boots. (laughs) While driving with a friend and family on the outskirts of the Maine in 19, or excuse me, not Maine, Miami in 1979, Federalberto Cardenas was subject to one of the strangest abduction counters on record. After exiting the vehicle to see why the car engine had stopped, Cardenas noticed a huge disc-shaped craft overhead. The next thing he knew, a beam of light had struck him, and he was lifting towards the craft. Have have they evolved from discs to Tic Tacs? Like uh, you know, from like an old seventy-two LTD to a you know a, a car, you know. You know, I think Kia. it's more not so much evolved, but it's kind of like. Uh, Maybe it's more of a style thing. Like some alien, you know, like some people have Mini Coopers. Right. And you're like, that's it's really not an upgrade of a regular car. In fact, for the most part, they're a pain. They're they're not good for most things other than being tiny. My brother Sean had one. Uh, it was a POS. Yeah. Always in the shop. I mean, you can get them in a parking spot, but also you have that chance of the guy in the F-150 taking a late <laughs> and just running right over your right thing. Over you don't see it. Uh... So the, his friends and those in the car witnessed the entire thing and reported Cardenas missing. So they didn't need, I don't know if they needed hypnotic remembrance, but they do remember reporting him going. After a two-hour search, Cardenas was eventually found dazed and confused in the middle of a busy highway around 10 miles from his car. Following a medical test, he was allowed to return home. Pretty light medical test for the guy that just showed up 10 miles away, but sure. Uh, however, though, when he sought 
some sweet hypnotic regression several months later, <laughs> he would recall what had happened following his capture by the strange beam. After several strange experiments by, quote, bizarre humanoid creatures on board the disc-shaped craft, again, they keep into their disc shape, yeah. he was placed inside a smaller vehicle. This is the Tic Tac, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, this then appeared to launch and guide itself. It would head toward the water, breaking the surface and entering an underwater tunnel. So maybe the Tic Tacs are underwater uh, transport type of thing. Oh. Uh, Cardanius would eventually find himself in a large hangar somewhere under the ocean. What's perhaps made Cardanius County more intriguing is that he was given several predictions of upcoming world events by his hosts, and some of which would prove eerily Really? Accurate. No, they're, they're like uh, uh, alien uh, Nostradamuses now. Uh, yeah. They're the guys that keep making the Super Bowl logos to look exactly like the colors of the teams that are going to play. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, we actually have a very high chance of that happening again. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's going to happen? You know how they oh, we've looked at the colors of the Super Bowl logo the last like four years, and they've matched the teams that have played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And red and blue. And those things. Well, those logos are made at the start of the year. They're not something that are made when the teams are or, well picked, but when they're played. And I. I looked at it. I think the odds are, again, very high because I think it's red and purple this year. Ravens and 49ers? With Ravens and 49ers. Interesting. Hmm. Now, if it's blue, then it would be Chiefs and Lions. I remember I have to look and see which color it was. I don't remember off the top of my head again. Hmm. In her book, Connections, Anna Jamerson would describe several apparent alien abduction encounters. And although they were not as direct as some of the other ones we've talked about, the details, she would offer are very suggestive of said underwater activity. For example, one encounter she writes of speaks how she was in a strange craft when she noticed a huge ocean liner coming at me bow first. So she was in a boat. In a boat. A smaller yeah. boat. But if she saw a huge ocean liner coming in, this lady was in a boat. I'm not sure if she was abducted or not. Uh, the next thing she knew, it appeared the ocean liner was above her. So now she's in a submarine because of the ocean. At more to oh, the point, an she's alien been, boat that turned into an alien submarine. That's what it looks like. Okay. Uh, she says she had taken to under the surface of the water. Perhaps the most startling detail, though, is when she writes of being in such a craft before entering a long tunnel with soft sides. Interesting that has come up multiple times. Soft sides. Well, uh, come up multiple times. The fact that there seems to be weird underwater tunnels. Right. Four or five people we've talked about have already talked about the underwater tunnels. Uh, well, they appear to be green light at the end where the soft sides actually <clears throat> water on the tunnel, like the glass-like tunnels. Uh, they don't know. These revelations were made under hypnotic regression, of course. However, at this crucial point, the therapist conducting the session directed her away from the green light. Again, it's a therapist directing the session. And said, hey, you're talking about the green light too much. Talk about something else. Do you think that's how it goes down? It is exactly how it goes down. Uh, you have seen hip, uh, that hypnosis does have an effect on people. Uh, certain people will be affected by it. Uh, for whatever reason, they can fall, fall under hypnotic suggestion. And too often, the stories where you'll see uh, aliens or, unfortunately, a lot of times, sexual assault victims, they'll, say, uh, they'll talk about the uh, hypnotic regression. Which is they're trying to go back into so they don't know they, they they don't remember they they know they were abducted but they don't know the details of it and the the hypnotic hip regression they'll go in there and go okay now tell me about your abduction that happened on the night that you said and they'll start talking because there's loose whatever in their mind and then they'll go okay you said that you got abducted by the light did the light take you up and the person will go yes the light took me up and then the, then they took you into their machine and did they 
do any tests on you. Did they probe you? They did. They tested me. Uh, again, it, there's been some studies that mm, seems to be somewhat of a possible use, but I just too much of it is a hypnotic suggestion. Uh, just the same right. as a person that puts on there and says, hey, when you hear a buzzword, you're going to quack. Uh-huh. Works I see it work on people. Well, again, that's the same. If you if you put somebody on there and then you start telling them, hey, uh, you're talking about the green light. Now tell me about the soft water tunnels that you saw. And the person didn't say anything about water tunnels, but they said something about tunnels. They're going to go, yeah, the tunnels were like they were made of water. It's the same as any of those guys that you've seen um, uh, that speak to the dead. They do the same right. type of thing. It, it It's annoying. They do. They'll go into the crowd. Uh, we'll maybe talk about that more some other day. But they do the walk and they'll walk around. One, they've got plants where they've had surveys where they've talked about it already. But they'll walk through the crowd. And they'll go, I'm, someone's talked to me. And, and they're, they're, I think the first name starts with the letter N. And yeah. Some old lady will go, my, uh, and, uh, <laughs> son, uh, you know, I have a family member with the letter N. And he'll look at me and go, it's okay, it's an older lady. Um, she's still wearing her wedding ring. Uh, your husband. Uh, is it a husband that you're talking to? Oh, yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the letter N, you're a very short list of names that you can go across with the letter, letter N. He's like, I'm getting a... Nathan. Is it, is it Nathan or maybe a Ned or something like that? Oh, that's a Nathan. That's him. And, of course, that's how... So it's, you're not a fan. Uh, it's I just, clear. When you, you're trying to trick people to get their money. Oh. And we'll end with the disappearance of one Frederick Valentin, 1978. He, uh, the man, wrote a lot. That basically could fill volumes and volumes. But... There's a fact that still remains unsolved 40 years later. There remains debate still as what exactly happened to the young pilot from southeast of Australia. It is it, though, a case of the UFO researchers having long claimed to be one of an alien abduction? Uh, one that's possibly involved at underwater base somewhere along the waters of the Bass Strait. It was while Valentich was flying over this mysterious stretch of water that he radioed into the control tower. He would state that there was an unknown object flying over the top of him, and he was obvious he was panicked. Several minutes after the first transmission, he claimed that whatever the object was is not an airplane. Then he simply vanished. The last sound the control tower heard was a chilling screeching of metal on metal. A huge search of the region went ahead, but no sign of Valentich or his plane ever surfaced. Of even more interest, several witnesses of the region reported seeing a strange object around the same time as Valentich's radio calls. One of the most intriguing was that the that of Roy Manifold who would even capture a photo of a strange object. It was though that the claims of his son, Jason, that were the most interest. Uh, he would state that after his father returned inside, he remained there listening to where the plane somewhere in the distance. Uh, then if someone had turned off the plane and just went completely silent, like he heard a plane and then nothing. So Valentich, was he abducted or was he sucked right into the water? And that's why they never found his plane. Uh, sucked in the water. Is that where Malaysian Airlines went to? Oh, they got a, they abducted like a, that's a 300 for one there. Mm -hmm. That's value right there. <laughs> that's a value abduction, alien abduction. All right. Hold on there. There we go. Jonathan Morris is waiting in the wings. We'll get to him next. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. We all make promises, big and small, tested over time and distance, tried by circumstances and decisions. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to bear true faith and allegiance. To help you when you're in need. To tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. To be considerate and caring, courageous and strong. For better. For worse. In sickness and in health. To love and cherish. 
to be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Help us fight youth homelessness. Go to covenanthouse.org. is here from the Morris Family Farms and More Organic Meats. Hello, hello, He's, uh, It's his uh, triumphant return from a delivery trip to the uh, Panhandle of Fort Walton Beach. You saw your people up there? Yeah, I want to be, yes, beat on my chest like King Kong. Uh. Why do you like it so much there? It's I a, love it. I have a great time there. Well, first of all, it's, it's the atmosphere, the environment. You can smell the golf. Golf? The, the golf. The golf. Okay, yeah. yeah. You can smell, yeah, yeah, I once saw some fighter jets zip by you. That's pretty damn cool. Yes. And I got to go up. I had to go up to Parish Point. So I went over this bridge by the military base, and I saw the big planes. That, it looks like the ones they can drop tanks out of sometimes or whatever. They, they must drop something big out of these are These things looked like they were a city block long. They were yeah. huge. They were all, right. all lined up you know, on the, uh-huh. on the, on the, on the slab or what they call right. it, runway. Right, runway. Um, but, it, but the people, man, just from Miss Kim, I, she's related to my best friend, Jim. Oh, Kim and Jim? Jim Bean? Mm-hmm. You know, Miss Kim Bean? It's I don't know who you're talking about, but uh, she owns a restaurant there, I think. No, right? she no? doesn't. She's oh. actually uh, a FedEx driver. Um, and she got me some organic oregano in a capsule to take. She oh, is that two- a, you mean like wink, wink organic oregano? Or yeah. a real ore- oregano real, real, that goes, oh. Real oregano. Oh, okay. Because she loves me. <laughs> when, I, when I met her, we did the Southern Baptist Sideways hug, so it wasn't inappropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. We didn't do no full frontal. We did mm-hmm. sideways hugs. And I met her daughter. And that was awesome. They live up by Navarre. She probably don't want me getting all her information out, but uh, they listen to the show. They love y'all. They love Eric. They like you. I'm tolerable. I'm just playing. <laughs> they, love the, they love the whole show, and they were super excited to meet me. Uh, they want to come down. When the next time we do a big pig roast, um, they're going to come down. So awesome people. And then uh, David Kirka and, and Randy meet, met them at the old Kmart parking lot. And Randy, our Randy? No, no, Randy oh. Wilkinson, okay. a, a diehard listener, loves Florida Man Radio, jams it up. Awesome. And uh, it was kind of funny. Look, they made us number one in, 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 in that market, so thank you. So I started tuning in, just trying to play with it as I'm running down I-10, mm-hmm. and I was somewhere between exit 117 mm-hmm. and 110 when it came in crystal clear, mm-hmm. and it never went out, even going through 285 behind the, the, the forest there where the military does all their, yeah. their live rounds. Yep. Like, ne- the signal never faded. It's a, it's like, a blowtorch, yeah. Man, it was like a blowtorch. It was yeah. like a comforter, not a blanket, a comforter. Yeah, I'm aware. We have a great signal there. Glad, glad, we glad. We, we, I'm aware of these things. This is, this is amazing. I was impressed because it's, it's good to be a part. I'm a, I'm a small part. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, I felt good there. And the people treat us like royalty, man. I don't know how they treat you when you go up there. but Like dirt. Really? No, people treat me wonderfully there. I, it's, it's all, I always have a great time. You know, I, I almost need a, a, a grocery cart. People feel compelled to bring me a bottle of Jameson's, and I, I like, you know, I'll be like, Eric, you yeah. grab these two, I'll get these three over here, and let's get it back to the car. <laughs> yes, oh, it is. And, and the, I love the it. Gifts, great the, yes, the gifts, the, the, just the, the, the environment of the people. And then um, I met Scooter. We did a Facebook Live with Scooter, and his brother owns the Stubies. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the, the, the shanty, stupid shanty restaurants. And he fed me some good fried fish and shrimp. And the guy, his, his uh, general manager, Angel, uh, knew how to knew what it meant to fry hard. Mm-hmm. And that's an impressive operation. They got a whole commercial commissary cut room just for their three restaurants. That's how much business they bang out up there. Man. And it was fantastic. And they had cheese grits on the menu, Shannon? Yeah. I had double. The guy's like, what do you want for your two sides? I said, uh, double cheese grits, please. That a boy. Yeah, it was good. And then the, the coolest, and everybody's cool, but the coolest thing was David Kennedy was a big time. I hate to use the word P1. I don't want to like generic. Everybody uses it. Well, it's it's a just, common term. Okay. Now, and, you know, I don't want it to sound generic. Listeners know what P1 means. You know, random dudes on the street, if they listen to radio, they, they've heard people say it enough. They know it. It's a listener that's devoted and dedicated to, and, yes. and will do everything in their power to listen to every moment of that program so they don't miss anything. All right, well, David's that, but he also puts his money where his mouth is. He orders, he buys. Um, he actually uh, inspired, we're going to start doing the member of the month where where it'll be discreet, it'll be classy, but whoever's like the biggest supporter of the farm and the store that month is going to get a plaque, win maybe a couple of tomahawks or something at the end of the month, and it's going to be based strictly on performance. And attitude. I don't understand. Who's so, attitude and performance? The customers. So you come in and buy a tomato, right? No disrespect. You come and buy a tomato and you spend a dollar, and then you remind me how much you support me. Uh-huh. And then you have people like David who dropped 2000 in six weeks. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of a payola and, program. And, and don't remember. Similar to Bubba the Lost Lunch Bart Party. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that either. Okay. But, well, you have people that really do support you, and they're not always telling you, hey, yeah. uh, hey man, hey. And then you got somebody who's been Maybe, changed. Let's talk about that. I like the concept, but I, I think I can streamline it for you into uh, a much better, a much better, easier, uh, 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 and uh, better reward for them. Okay. I want, the, I want people who support us to know we're not a normal grocery store, and we are very, very, very thankful when people use their money and the stuff that they work hard for to, to help support our family and our farm. Uh, but David tripped me out. He's like, Jonathan? And he had a good size order. He's like, John, I'm sorry. I can't meet you. It's bowling night in Panama City. He's like, I can't miss bowling league. He's like, meet me down here at the bowling alley. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to go to this little hillbilly bowling alley. No big deal. I walked into the bowling alley, and there must have been 10,000 people. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. But you couldn't walk without saying, excuse me, and turning sideways. And they had a concession. It was, it was, the atmosphere was so live and and then you find out that David's wife is a 300 bowler, knocking out strike after strike. So I spent a little time with him at the bowling alley uh, before I went home. And it was just, I just had an amazing time. I just, the people in Fort Walton love this radio station. They love our family. They, they, they put up. They, you know, they don't just talk yeah, about it. Yeah. And so it was, it was amazing. So being able to hand, I, I don't mind shipping. But being able to hand deliver stuff to people and shake it's their a long hand. drive to be hand delivering a lot of stuff, though. I mean, yeah. yeah, but I also had to pick up all my supplies for shipping. Uh-huh. And the freight to get stuff from Fort Walton to my front door is like three hundred eighty-five dollars. I can drive there for two sixty. And yeah, it's a long drive, but we 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 made several deliveries. So I'll just say it was very well worth the trip. Good, good. Got home at four o'clock this morning. Slept till about eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, and uh, and then got up and did some things, and, and here we are. Um, you wanted to talk about beef ribs, the beef rib story. Yeah, I wasn't gonna like throw it in your face because I'm, I'm I'm not I'm a humble man. What were you gonna throw in my face about how good my beef ribs are? They're, you know? Yeah, they're. But when I came in, Heather started giggling. Why? Because I gave her a beef rib, uh-huh. and she just started giggling. And, and why would that make you her giggle? 
Because apparently, well, I don't know, Heather, why did my beef hey, make Heather, why did, yeah. It was so good. Like, it did not make it to the refrigerator before I'd already tried some. Yeah. And I have warned my husband about how to heat it up so he doesn't ruin all of it when he heats it up. Because we eat at different times um, during the week. And I've become very possessive of it. It is so good. Of it? What do you, what do you, my what? beef ribs. Okay. Well, so it's like, I know, but what do you have one like stashed away? No, You've got it's it into... giant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I got a couple of them and they were fantastic. Well, the first thing I did when I went home was eat those immediately. So, so good. I didn't know as a man, do I have any personal responsibility when a woman eats your meat and then says to her husband, what are you doing wrong? <laughs> I didn't really. To the way he cooks? <laughs> I'm just going to leave it vague. All right, leave it vague. <laughs> uh, so, beef ribs. So, you sell beef ribs at your, at your butcher shop, you, you, you yes, say? Yes. All right. Yeah. Oh, down at Organic yeah. Meats. It's a butcher shop. We got up in late, right. man. <laughs> yeah, we sell meat. We sell beef ribs. You can order them on Saturday, get a plate, get a bone, however you want it. It will blow uh, Do you, you sell off. them for others to cook on their own? Yes, sir. We okay. do. And, and what is your preferred method? To cook it for you. Yeah. Because I don't want people to come back and be like, oh, man, that beef rib wasn't that great. What are you bragging about? So I'd rather cook it for you so it's perfect. Because you have to know how to cook a beef rib. Uh-huh. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our meat's good, so it cooks good. Right. But if you don't know how to cook a beef rib, you can dry it out or you can, you know, you can get it the way it doesn't get to the right temperature. Is it a, a more of an oven thing or is it an outdoor on the uh, smoker thing? So we perfected it. It's a combination. You can do, actually, if you want the easiest way for beef ribs, you know, you're a simpleton. Just get some onions and some broth, put it in a crock pot, and set it and forget it. Come back nine and a half hours later and, and eat it like a pot roast. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to be like what you had, mm-hmm. that was an hour at 475. I'm sorry, 45 minutes at 475, and then seven hours on the smoker. Six or seven hours, give or take. Good Lord. And then I bring it back inside and let it rest. And, uh, and that's when we slid that bone out and we cut that. Uh, what I do, <clears throat> I do... Uh... Pretty much the same, uh, except right before I pull the bone out, I verbally insult the beef rib. Oh. Uh-huh. And they just kind of, it gives, they just pull them right out. Do you spit on them? Yeah. No, no, I'm not an animal. But yeah, I'm I'm liking the beef ribs. Beef ribs is not something you typically see at a restaurant menu or even in a grocery store, and it's normally used to flavor a stew or something, right? Yes, because it takes it's an art to cook it so good. Because is it a crap piece of meat? Is that what you're saying? And you got to do it right to get it? No, it's one of those pieces of meat that it's like it's the what's the thing in the clam that people get out the pearl? (laughs) Yeah. And if if, it, if you're willing to put in the work, it's the best thing you ever had in your life. But if you if you're just gonna go in there and bust the how come, how come I don't go to uh, you know the uh, restaurant at a barbecue joint and go, hey, we have got some baby back ribs, we have these other ribs, and we got beef ribs. Because if you're not, how big is a beef rib if you didn't cut it like yours? Oh, the beef ribs are like twelve and a half. Well, the tomahawk is on the end of it. The tomahawk ribeye. Yeah, that that's a rib. Right. But I don't use those anymore. I only use the chuck ribs. There's four ribs right behind the chuck where the chuck roast sits. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it sits, it's the chuck roast, the shoulder, and the brisket. And right tucked in underneath there is what you'd be like your breathing ribs, like up on your body if you fell up here. There's four ribs that are sh- shorter before the rib cage expands on the cow. Right. And those are the ones I cut and use because that's where the, the flavor, the fat, they're, 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 they're softer. It's a better cut of rib. Yeah, you got to cook it all day, though. Seven hours. Six, seven hours. But it's, but it's worth it. And a lot of people don't do it commercially because one, they don't have the time it takes to do it right. And then if it's not if it's not done right, people don't want to go back. 
You right. know, like, like for instance, when I, a long time ago when I first moved here, we went to this Smoky Bone place. They were having all you could eat, all you could eat rib challenge. And my bro-in-law totally took me there, and I was blowing this cat out of the water. <laughs> the chef, the chef came out and goes, "Hey, bud, do you mind slowing down a little bit?" I was like, "No, it's a challenge. Y'all challenge me." He's like, "I know you won. There's nobody else in the restaurant that's even close to you, but we can't keep ribs out fast enough." Wow! And I was like, "How many ribs you eat?" Uh, I don't know. What it cost? It was like a hundred bucks, unless you ate them all, then it was free. Did you get? Did you pay? No, were your, no. Your, the, whole, the whole table was free because of how many I ate. I couldn't tell you how many I ate, but the guy said, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. He said, let me bring you out one more slab, and if you eat that whole slab, before I can get the next ones ready, then I'll give you a month worth of free meals. So he brought out a slab, but it was a beef slab. Uh-huh. And I was like, what's uh-huh. this? This isn't, this isn't pork ribs. He pulled the, pulled the whammy on you. Yeah, he did. And he so said, what he about this big boy? Yeah, he did. And he stuck me. I got three bones in, and I looked at my brother-in-law. I was like, man, my jaws are tired. I can't chew this no more. And it just was undesirable. I wouldn't. Oh, it was tough. It wasn't like a port, like a like a baby bag. No, or, it, uh, it wasn't like a baby bag. It wasn't like a spare rib. It wasn't like my. my he probably put that thing in the in the oven about uh, your round six. <laughs> He's like, maybe I can get this guy something bigger. That's not going to work. He's going to eat inside a house at home. <laughs> Pedro, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got our meal. We got our meals paid for because I ate. I don't know how many. The way they had a portion. You know, there was 14 bones in the slab, mm-hmm. but they had cut the, the, the top off. So it was a, it was a St. Louis style, but it was a spare, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a shorter rib, but it wasn't the baby back. And I don't know, I think I ate seven or eight slabs. Damn. But that was back when I was fresh. But you were there for a challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're okay. I, I'm not a, I can't, I, I'm not a, I can't do a challenge thing. There was another place in Orlando. There's no reward to it other than you well, get a free, you've stuffed yourself, you're uncomfortable as hell. You're bound to have two or three days of some serious uh, intestinal incontinence and, and discomfort. Uh, and all you did was for a free meal. And you'll probably gain four pounds from the eight pounds of beef yay, or well, pork. The biggest reward I ever had, and my wife really rewarded me well that, that night. Was we were at a place and they're not open anymore in Orlando. That's TMI. Oh, so sorry. you're packed full of food and your wife's like, I got to give you some loving oh, right now because you're so sexy. There was a, a you smell they, like you they, work at Sunny's Barbecue. Well, they, and they grease just, is pouring off of your face and your belly is so warm. The sweet to, meat sweats right, coming off. Of help me, help me if you remember this place. <laughs> There's fat stuck in your teeth. Oh, all over your God, beard. you're hot right now. Barbecue sauce everywhere. <laughs> all right, help me if you remember this place. They're not in business no more. They used to be downtown, <clears throat> or maybe I drive-ish area. The waitresses kind of dressed a little provocative, but it was a nice steakhouse. And they had this porterhouse, a 76-ounce porterhouse. And if you could eat it, you got a free meal. And I was all the way to the knuckle of that porterhouse, and I was sucking the middle of that out. And the waitress almost fell over and said to my wife, I don't mean any disrespect, ma'am, but I've never seen a man do that before. Can I just stand here for a minute? Did what? What did you do? So I ate the T-bone porterhouse. I, uh-huh. ate, I ate the flay off and was eating uh-huh. the New York strip. Right. And you know where that T-bone goes in the middle? It's right. kind of like a little curve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't get the fork in there. And I yeah. Get it, so I just put it in my mouth. And that and, turned her on. Oh man, it made a drop. But she about yeah. Are you sure you That's weren't disgusting. at Rachel's? Yeah. No, it was, yeah. <laughs> you may have been, you may have been at Rachel's. <laughs> uh, I don't know where I was. You at. may have been at Rachel's, buddy. <laughs> Um, um, normally, are, people eating is disgusting, especially like that. Like, I don't want to. There's some people I won't eat wings at the same table with because the way they they're they're they just it's you, disgusting. We've had many meals together, and I, I eat like a gentleman. And I eat like a gentleman. Right? We're not like animals. We're not. But um, so, but I I have the ability to be a gentleman. I have chivalry. Uh-huh. I take I take my time with the meat. I do the I do the right. I'm thing not talking about chivalry. I'm I'm talking about etiquette. Yes, etiquette, chivalry, it's all the same thing when you sit at the dinner table. My elbows are not on the table. I'm not slouched over. I'm not slobbering. 
But wow. I get the job done. All right. So uh, where were we? We sell meat. This girl was turned on by Union T-Bone and a Porterhouse. And my wife's My buddy Hammer Hill ate a 76-ounce Porterhouse mid for two uh, at um, Ruth's Chris at a birthday party. Ate every, I mean, there wasn't anything. On, when it came out, it was hanging over the edges of this plate. I right. mean, that's how big this piece of meat was. Yeah, that's the place they, that, that we went to. My brother-in-law them took me there for my birthday. And the place isn't there anymore. It was somewhere downtown Orlando or I drive. I don't know. It was 15 years ago. Yeah, there's there's a there was used to be a place in um, I forget the name of it in Dallas on Greenville Avenue in Park that it had a 72 ounce porterhouse. And if you ate it, it was free. You get the picture, the T-shirt up on the wall, blah blah blah. Uh, it's gone. Yeah, those places. I mean, you I can't know. you can't do that. And all right, you can do that if there's only one or two guys in your town. Well, you can do it if your meal. I mean, because it's a lot to eat at that. You know, and if it's if seventy two at Ruth's Chris, this piece of meat was like one hundred ninety dollars. Oh, one hundred eighty bucks. So uh, it wasn't that. It, I think I'm trying to make it, it's called Judge something or other. Judge Roy's or whatever. Judge Beans. Uh, if you didn't eat all of it, you had to buy it. Oh, oh. So you, you and, and, and a lot of people took a whack at this thing, and they get three quarters away, and they're bust. And then, and, and, then it, and then when you bought it to do the challenge, they stood a guy at your table to make sure you didn't give some to your friend or put some in your pocket. They were oh. So they eyeballed you, and so many, uh, a lot of people did, but not as many as you think. What? Uh, Judge, Judge Roy Beans Judge Restaurant, Roy Beans. Yeah. Corner Park Lane in Greenville. Is it a 72-ounce porterhouse? Um, this is like a restaurant gone by. Oh, yeah, it's been done a long time. Judge Roy Beans. So I want, so then they would probably make more money. Well, it don't matter if, if they send the have the steak back or not. Once the steak's out, well, what I would do is I make sure you get the money to pay for it in case you don't eat it. <laughs> let me see your let me see, let me see the color oh, of your yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're the waiter, the waitress, we're gonna run your credit card in advance, and if you don't finish it, then we'll just you know, if you do finish it, we'll credit you. Right. Yeah, and give you a T-shirt. If not, you're buying the T-shirt and a Polaroid that we put on the wall with your name and a and a and a, and a cheap marker and the yeah. date. Yeah. Well, but then you know all those places had those. Uh, uh, it was a sixty-four ounce steak challenge consisting of sixty-four ounce prime Hereford uh, steak sirloin, uh, double portion, ten ounce double portion of chips, ten ounce double portion of something else. I got it. Oh, you had to eat chips too. Yeah, they had a meal. Uh, I forget the name of the meal. It wasn't just a steak. Uh, double portion of battered onion straws, double portion of coleslaw, a side salad, two horseradish sauces, and two peppercorn sauces, and all completed in just under 20 minutes. This person who did this. 20 minutes? Whoa. Yeah. See, I'm not a fat ass. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I eat meat. I'll go for a meat challenge. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be like, how many potatoes? And you're not doing coleslaw and chips coleslaw. and onion no, straws? No, 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 that's baloney. Lay me down there with clean protein. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that would have to be nasty. Watching some guy sucking down onion straws and oh, in twenty minutes, man. 20 that's, minutes. There's no way you feel that twenty minutes. Oh. That's just, that's insane. I wonder if they have uh, paramedics on scene, you know, just in case. You could bust a stomach open like that, <laughs> that's right? What yes. Uh, I'm not a child. Yeah, I don't want to do a a wing challenge. I don't want to do a. I don't want to eat for uh, uh, a trophy. I just want to have a nice meal, not get too full. You know. Have you ever been a challenge guy? No. See, I, okay, I'm no. growing. I'm growing. Oh, I tried a it. beer challenge once with my staff uh, at, at this uh, uh, meeting of all these bars in this one company in California, and we had an, uh, where you know we were, they partied us down for a weekend, and it was a, a bucket of beer, and you, the GMs of the bars, and like four, they could choose four other people from their staff had giant straws, and you had to drink this whole thing. 
of beer. So I was like, all right, I can drink some beer. You drink it through a straw, it's a different animal. And you drink it so fast. And my stomach, I literally thought that I was going, it was going to explode afterwards. We, I didn't, we, we didn't win. And I was like, Ugh. people were like, yeah. I was like, no, no, stay away. Ugh. Well, the foam. The head, yes, the yes. It was terrible. Of it. I'll never, I'm not, I'm not a, not doing that anymore. I, I've grown Stupid. out of that stage. Like even the last time we've gone to Texas Brazil, uh, my wife and everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm 46. That's what's wrong with me. I can't. I'm not 28 no more. I can't do it. But you eat past your point of getting. What I'm saying is, I don't want to eat past the point that I'm where I'm full. I mean, I'll eat a big meal and be super full for a while, like a weekend or whatever. But when you do a challenge, you you're willing to go way yes. past the feeling. You'll go into dangerous levels of digestion issues. Yes, you know, I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not. No. I'll eat a moderate meal. Like I actually, I, I dialed. I dialed. Texas back. Day Brazil. If you went there right now, you wouldn't find the uh, the, uh, the, the the pork guy and just have him sit right there next to you. And don't no, don't leave. You know the rules. No pork. I mean, yeah, not the, the Picanha guy. Yeah, and he just have him sit right there and empty skewer after skewer after skewer after skewer until you no, are. You're right. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. You, know, you got me. You got me on the Picanha. <laughs> and then my boy Julian. Uh, Julian found out that he loves um, lamb chops. Yeah, who doesn't? Man, and he sucked down like 14 of them last time. We took him there for his birthday. Oh, nice. And he's just like, Dad, these are so easy to eat. Yeah. He's just pulling them off. The little bitty ones? Yeah, he's yeah. just sucking them down. And then he says to me uh, about three weeks ago, Dad, I got a hankering, a craving. I was like, yeah, what do you want, buddy? You want to go get some wings, some tacos? He's like, uh, lamb chops? I was like, yeah, that's your dad. Lamb chops doesn't really sound, you know. You're 14 years that's old. A, that's expensive hankering right there. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it's it's not cheap, lamb chops. It's not. And a lot of people have an issue with it because, you know, lambs are cute and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I do you go and all the little lambs and stuff, you know. I told Julia, I said, unless you go to a place like Texas State Brazil. You well, you got to rock. You got to. Well, no, no. I, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> right. But, like, he wanted to go eat at a restaurant. Oh, okay. I said, you don't want to go order 14 lamb chops at a normal restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh, that bill would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But anyways. Anyways. The more Stanley. What are you going to do with this? What do you sell? Meat over there? We sell meat. We got it going on. <laughs> Shop will be open tomorrow. Um, I'm shipping out tomorrow. So I hand-delivered. So four people won Tomahawks. Actually, five. Scooter won the free ones that we did uh, last, the Saturday before last. Right. And then um, David got... David's cool. He won a Tomahawk at half price. And then he said, hey, man, since you're sending me one at half price, go ahead and send me one at full price, too. Oh, okay. And I delivered to him. And then, uh, so I was able to, to hand deliver three uh, uh, contestants that they got the Tomahawks. And then I'm shipping out another Lee. I don't care who you are. There's something that's different. The, 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 a Tomahawk ribeye is, uh, A, it's dramatic. It looks so, when people see it, they've never had one before. They're like, oh, what animal did this come from, you know? Wow. And I've, I've, you can't cook a bad one. You just no, can't. No. And I've cooked them in, I've cooked them in, uh, and an egg, I've cooked them on a gas grill. I've cooked them, you know, uh, 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 over a flame. You can't screw it up. They're always, it's just so thick. They're, oh, so good. I don't know if you remember the first one that Amy did for you us. You beat someone to death with it and then eat it. It'd be like lamb to the slaughter. The cops come. What happened? I don't know. I'm just eating a steak. This it. The blood is mine from the steak. <laughs> I ain't going to be the, That first time Amy did one for us here, I was so mad driving here. I called her and chewed her out. I was like, how dare you going to bake a tomahawk? They don't bake tomahawks. She's like, baby, just trust me. It's a oh good my recipe. god, it was Remember she, she had that oh, sauce that she put on that yeah, green sauce yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't mess it up. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's cool, um, Sparky three five two, right? Three five one, three five two, three five two. Sparky three five two. He he wants some tomahawks, so he's getting some tomahawks tomorrow. Excellent. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to stick around and hang out with us? Yes, sir. When we get back, I want to talk about this. a little bit of dating uh, etiquette. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, and the worst bridezilla story you've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's 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 uh, like beat it, up bad. Mm, no, you well, couldn't even imagine. Maybe something got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY Tonellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio. Jonathan Morris is in the studio with us from Morris Family Farms. Thank you, sir. Real quick before we move on. Sure. Should we ever give out my phone number, you think? Yeah, I do it all the time, but 407-402-5686. For Thank sure. You very much. Yeah. Sides of B, people buying big uh, apocalypse busters? Yes, sir, we do. We have uh, four people on the order list right now. No kidding. So, yes, sir, we killed uh, two last week. Can we kill two this week? And then we'll kill... For, the big, for the big orders. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's for outside the store, just for people buying half cow, old cows. That's good. It is. You got to stock up, man. You do. You have to be prepared. You know, I don't want to be one of those crazy, like, oh, you know, the end of the world's coming. But Give gotta, people a ballpark of what a side of beef would end at the end of the day, all wrapped up, ground chopped, whatever, in the freezer. $2,200. They're going to they're gonna run around, they're going to hang around 250 pounds, maybe 260. You're going to put... You know, I mean, okay. 180 in your freezer because you have stuff you just can't eat. You have the shrinkage. 180 pounds of, yes, the, of meat. 185. And it may, and it may, and you may be into it. Well, real quick, you got your calculator? Yeah. Uh, do 250 times 699. What did that come out to? 250 times 699. $1,747.50. That's a half cow right now. You can have one for that price. The one, the cow that, the cow that's hanging right now, the one side was 251 and the other side was like 253. 253 pounds, 251 pounds. So basically, 1800 bucks, you get your half cow. Cut up, delivered, in your freezer. That's a lot. It is. It's a good amount. And, and What, the average family can eat on that for a year? More? Well, it depends on your family. I know, Four, some, I know some families that eat six months. I, know, I have a family that orders a half cow every six months like clockwork. And they come in about a month before, and they're like, hey, go ahead and put us down for one. We'll be back in 30 days. And then I know a smaller family that they eat on the cow for about a year, year and, year and a quarter maybe. Eating on the cow? Yes, sir. Is that another way to say it? It sounds like kids run out. Kids, go get something to eat. And they run in the yard. The cows are... They eat part of the cow. They run back with blood all over. Okay. Uh, eating uh, on that cow, kid. Let's rephrase that. <laughs> There's enough meat in their freezer for them to enjoy properly for over a year. Uh, that's uh, So what size freezer? you got to have the long one. The seven, six... Seven. The seven-two. The seven? The seven-two is plenty long. It's even going to leave you a little bit of room for some other knick-knacks, you know, side pieces if you want a little sausage in there, a little right. chicken or whatever. I recommend if you have the money to buy a stand-up freezer. You prefer the, uh, my grew up as a kid, we had two side-by-side, in-the-garage, stand-up freezers. Why, yes. why do you prefer the stand-up? Because you're not digging for gold. Ah. And, I, yeah. yeah, I've got a 1980 stand-up freezer in my house. Yeah. I've got a chest, a small. And the chest works. Uh, yeah, you're right. You've got to dig. My ground and, beef is at the very bottom of it, and I've got to and, pull and, all kinds so of crap Here's off. the two things I recommend. If you have a chest freezer, let me help you stock it. When I get there, let me help you layer it. Because I, I've told this story before where people have called me two months in and they're mad. Hey, man, I bought this half cow for me and all I got now is chuck roast and sirloin <laughs> roast. And I'm like, yeah, well, did you eat all your steaks? Well, I don't know. They were on top. So you ate all your, <laughs> you ate all your steaks. I'm sorry. You know? Uh, so either stagger it 
Or put your steaks on one side so you know as you're eating your steaks, you're getting to the end of your steaks. But I like the stand-up freezer because you open it up and then yeah. you can see everything. That's how we did it. You'd, you'd have you know two, three rows of round steak, or two, three rows of ground beef wrapped up in one pound at a time, and then other steaks and, and the stuff on the door. Yes. You know, yeah, the baskets at the bottom. Yep. Yeah, like you're the, right. It's better. I like the door because that's why I tell people to put the ground beef. Because the, the way the doors are made nowadays, you can get three packs of ground beef the way we pack them in, in, in a row. So you get nine to a shelf. So three, six, nine. Uh-huh. So when you open your ground beef, you got you open your door, you got all your ground beef on the door. And then you look in, you're like, all right, I got my ribeyes, my T-bones, you know, my skirt, my flank, my chuck rows, eye round, bottom round. Standard freezers are a lot more expensive than a chest, though. They are. It? That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yes, they are. But, you know, for the price I'm giving you on the cow, the money you saved not buying retail meat, buy, buy yourself a stand-up. And for the long game, it's going to last a lot better. It's going to be a lot better and for when, you. And when people get it, is it butcher paper, rolled in butcher paper from you? And it, the yeah. way we got it as a kid, my granddad would back his old truck up in the, this big old uh, driveway, this big uh, uh, slanted driveway, and uh, and it was all in metal um, uh, milk crates. In the old days, they were metal, all lined up in, the, in his uh, back of his truck, and they're all wrapped in white uh, butcher paper and taped and had a blue stamp. Yes. This is ground chuck. Boom. This is, I mean, this is ground beef. This is uh, round steak. This is this. Right. So if you want butcher wrap, we can butcher wrap, but we also cryo pack. I have the cryo pack. They last for like yeah. 16, 18 months in the freezer. Cryo pack's much better. It is. It is. And you get to see the meat. The problem with cryo pack, and that's why I tell people about the chest freezer. If you're digging like an animal, looking for stuff... You could bust that seal. You break that seal, and then you get the frost burn, and you get the ice inside, and then that's not my fault. So that's the, uh, that's the only other reason I don't like chest freezers. One, you eat everything on top, right? and you don't stack it right, so you, you're left with chuck and bottom around and, and, and rump roast for, you know, <laughs> right, for like six right. months. It sucks. Or while you're digging for things, you're breaking the cryo pack seals, and then you call me and be like, man, those cryo packs didn't hold up. My meat, my meat got freezer burned. Well, it's what my fault. You were there. You're digging like a like a miner. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for gold or something. Yeah. Digging for, for oil. <laughs> In the old days, we called it digging for China. I don't know why my mom ever told us that. It's like you're trying to find China, digging for China. But um, anyways, good advice. Yeah. So stock up. Get on the list. We're pretty fast. Um, even though I got four people on there, we're turning them out in about 20 days. So we 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 kill them. We hang them for 14. We cut them up. So there's really only about a 20-day wait right now. We were up to, um, in the spring, it was like a two-month wait. We had that many people on the list. I couldn't kill a fast enough. But really? We, that, you know, we were having family problems and medical and stuff. Right, right. We got all that worked out now, so we're, we're, we're rolling. Uh, so about it's about 20 days. You give a $600 deposit on a half cow, and by the time you make the, put that deposit, then, then your cow's next in line. In about 20, 21 days, you'll have a cow in your freezer. And you and, pay the remaining? Pay the balance, yes, sir. And we're still doing calf shares if anybody wants to play the long game and buy a calf for eight hundred dollars, and then in the end you just pay the processing, which is about another three fifty. So you got you know eleven fifty in it instead of seventeen or eighteen. Wow! So that's still good interest. Uh, what is eight hundred now? Eight hundred now, and then uh, you pay your half a slaughter. Okay. So like, let's say it costs about six hundred dollars to, to kill. But dog, what about uh, cutting it up and grinding? And no, all that's that stuff? it. Oh, okay. So it costs me about six hundred fifty dollars. Between my labor and the bags and the saw and all the machine, everything that goes into it, I spend about six hundred fifty dollars to process a cow. Uh, all right, that's not there's no profit, but that's what it costs me to process a right, cow. Right, right, right. So I factored that into the price of the cow. So if you buy a cow up front, a calf, a calf share, eight hundred bucks up front, and no, you can't put them on layaway. I'm sorry. A guy called me he's like, "Can I just give you like a hundred bucks a month?" No, because I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, I'm raising the cow still. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, you gotta have all the money up front. Um, 
And then at the end, when we kill the cow, I'll call you and say, hey, you're, you're half hung 250 or 260 or whatever, and this is what your processing is. And you write me a check for the processing, and so you may have 350. I bring a truck to come get it. And then you come pick it up, and then so you get into it for about 1100 1200 instead of 17 something, yeah. yeah. So you save five, 600 bucks. Now you gotta, you, you got to wait like nine, nine and a half months. But, I mean, that's not bad interest on a, on a year. I don't know what the interest rate no, is. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, so that's better than the stock market. And, and, and from from uh, deposit to meeting a freezer, what's the what's the time frame? A year, eight, six months For, on the cash share. Yeah, nine months. Nine months. Yeah, all right. Nine months on a on a full grown cow. You me deposit twenty days. You have your meat. If you're an entrepreneur, I, I can't walk in and go. I'll have that side of beef right there. I don't have any side of beef hanging. Unfortunately, they're all they're, we cut them as fast as we're going right now. <laughs> I would like to get to that one day where I, where I had them. You know, that'd, right. be, that'd be pretty cool. Can you imagine if I could put a clear front on that walk-in cooler? Yep. And I had you could just hanging? Place a couple of those panels and have it, just have it hanging right there. Anybody, uh, up in your business. No, that'd be great. That would be great. I, that's that's that, down the road. Down the road. Steakhouse. You, what's the place down uh, Sand Lake Road? Easy, where you walk by their aging stuff on your way in. And then, yeah, a, then you walk by a fish tank. They got some, you know, they'll oh, catch yeah. you a fish. And then, like, wait, they cut your fish... They were swimming? Yeah, yeah, they grab a fish out of there, a mackerel or something out of the tank. Really? Yeah, cook it for you right there. Oh, on the wow. Spot. I forget the name of it. Pretty cool. Wow. Uh, all right, in your dating history, guys, back in the day, did you ever split the tab with your date? No. Never. I'm a you jailer. Um, so uh, it, there have been times where I've uh, been with someone, maybe not, you know, I'm after college age, that that said, I'm going to buy you. I'm going to pay for you. And I'm like, okay, that's your thing. Okay, uh, that's fine. But I never said, okay, let's go Dutch. Wait, that's the name, Dutch? The name? Going that's Dutch the... is called split and play out. Oh, the only time I ever had a date paid for was when I was 11, and my 30-year-old manager uh, bought me a Happy Meal. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> uh, well, there's one dude, a single guy in Miami, He's a little confused. He receives a, a lot. He received a lot of criticism for a date that he recently went on with a girl that he met on Tinder. Um, he asked to split the bill. So, you know, uh, he thinks that modern day feminism is pretty strongly in place. Women want equality, and all that comes with it. He goes. Uh, uh, he posted a video. Users. Uh, told their stories of bad dates, commonplace on the platform. The video went viral. Um, there was a heated debate. Six million views. He took the girl out after asking uh, for a few dates on Tinder. She ordered an appetizer. She didn't eat it. She didn't want. And he asked to split the bill. The girl was infuriated. In her view, he asked her out. And therefore, it was his responsibility to pay for the date. It ended with a girl slamming the car door, ignoring the man <laughs> as they fought in the car. Um, uh, you know, he said they were laughing. The conversation flowed. It wasn't awkward. Uh, he thinks women that refuse to pay are entitled, and he believes that women are all about feminism and equality. It's like, uh, you know, everybody's a feminist until the bill arrives. Right. I, I understand where he's going with that, but he also didn't get laid. No, he did not. Yeah. Um, and there's something to be said about being a gentleman. And I, I, I listen, I'm, I'm raising daughters. I know I make jokes sometimes, but I, I, I believe in respect and honor and, and chivalry. And I would want, if someone was to ask one of my daughters out, I would expect them to be 
a gentleman on board. Yeah. Take out to dinner, take her somewhere nice, pay her bill. I've slipped dates of my of my daughter, like prom dates and stuff. Like, you know, here's the 60 bucks or 100 bucks or, you know, make sure that I know he's prepared, but I don't want him to worry about, you know. Right. Yes. I've done the same thing just to make sure they got a little extra. Hey, yeah. in case you don't want dessert and you're like, man, I only brought $87. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a grass all week for, <laughs> for this deal. Heather, how, what, how, where do you uh, uh, chime in on this deal? Is this guy a, a turd for making the, asking the girl to pay half? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> wow. What happened to, uh, you know, feminism? And, uh, Is you know, he trying you, to you, woo her or not? <laughs> the, oh, the wooing. Yeah. He pays. Yeah. Well, I, I, there is a... Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why does she have to woo him at all? Because what? that's how romance works. Hey, stop it, right? Wait. <laughs> what do you mean? That's, well, that's how romance works. You can't go after a guy. He has to go after you and romance you. I, you know, that's the way I prefer it. <laughs> it worked in my favor. <laughs> you know, right. Here's my question. If, if Not that I'm on the dating scene, but if I was to pick up a girl, let's just say I was back dating, and she announced herself as a feminist, yeah, and all she talked about was equal this, equal that, equal this, yes, hey, let's split the bill. Yeah, and the waiter came, and uh, would you like to tap? Yeah, split it, please. Now, that, that's a different story, right? But if you ask a girl out, on how they ask people out on Tinder, and right. then she says, "Yes, I'll go out with you. Where are we going?" And you pick a restaurant and take her. Yeah, you gotta pay. You should pay. That's just the way it works, right? That's how I, dating works. Yeah, and I, I th- that I guarantee you that Gen Z is not about that at all. They, you know what I mean? You know, people think, "Well, that's you know that that might, that might be even considered." Um, I don't know what would they call it. Easy if a man insisted on paying for a date. Misogynistic. Uh, yeah, you're a misogynist because you believe that woman cannot, uh, you know, pay for herself. What do you think? I can't afford my own food, buddy. You, uh, oh, you wow. toxic masculine uh, well, son I'm, of a bitch. I'm sorry, man. Where do you work? Because I work down at Taco Bell, making four dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should pay for my meal. Um, oh my goodness. But do you think he was doing this to get views? Because like you're saying, he posted the video up front. He did the whole video. Got six million views. Was this a bait deal? You think? I don't know. The guy's not a an influencer oh, okay. or anything like that. There's actually footage associated with it. So okay. uh, right. he said, I mean, you know, you ordered an appetizer. You didn't even touch it. Why did you think the, the, uh, that I should pay? And she said, oh, my, okay, but you asked me out. Uh, he said, all right, I'll just take you home. She said, then he was dropping her off. He said, see ya. And the girl respond, uh, he responded. He said, hello. She said, bye. And slammed the door. That's an appropriate response. I mean, listen. Not for nothing, gentlemen. Well, uh, here I'll tell you. I'll give you this. She could have behaved a little better. Paid, uh, you know, paid her half, and this, and never, you know, never seen the guy again. Right? I mean, yeah, I guess. But I, but I, here's what I would want to happen. I would want my daughter to yell from the driveway, "Hey, Dad." I'm getting ready to slam this guy's door because he made me pay for an appetizer, <laughs> <laughs> and me and him would have had to get together with each other. But I, again, like I said, I, I I don't know the the fact that she didn't eat the the appetizer was she one of these type of girls that were just trying to order stuff to make him pay money and and show you know show her butt for lack of a better yeah, word. I mean, was this a lady that uh, there was no future with, and she was just trying to use him for a free meal? A classy woman. Wouldn't have said anything. Would have paid her half the bill and said, uh, thank you for a great evening. Uh, good night. And, and if he said, can I get your number or whatever? You know, it was a great date and all, but no, I don't think we were a good match. And would have called it a day and would have, uh, and, you know, I think 
and, and I probably wouldn't have posted anything about it, you know, or made a bit. This guy made me pay, wanted me to pay half of the date, you know. And did it stop at the appetizer or was there a full meal? There was a full meal, but she didn't touch her appetizer. And he was hung up on that. The cheap buddy. Well, she ordered something that he didn't like, he didn't touch, he didn't want. She specifically ordered an appetizer for herself. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. I don't know. To me, this whole, I I, I tell my my daughters every day, I don't know how y'all going to do it. And I tell Annabelle, she's 12. Baby, I'm so sorry, but I really think we got to go up north somewhere into the woods and find. <laughs> There's also, you know, here's a guy that's complaining about, oh, you ordered an appetizer. I mean, that's a that's a red flag for this girl yeah. right at the top. But the fact that I don't think it's that out of the ordinary to, I, I would imagine these days that first dates in Gen Z, that they would assume they're Dutch. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think there's a, it depends on the person. I, I think a lot of the issue when it comes with Tinder dating, you're not getting to know that person at all before you set a first date. Uh, you but, know, when you, uh, yeah. before that, there was a lot of communication like, hey, you met at a bar, hey, we met this, this, and it was kind of a blind date type of thing. Unless right. it got to that point. But there was kind of a, an understanding of what was going to happen. I would say so up front that say, okay, you want to go out to dinner? Yeah, okay, listen, the dude should say, look, Let's go Dutch. This way, there's no expectation or any implication that you should uh, 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 bang me later. Yes, be honest about it. Right? I mean, it should be that. Or uh, oh no, because I mean, then she's going to say that that means if you bought bought my dinner, you wanted to bang me, and you're right. then you're scumbag. But you, you know, if I say if I invite you to dinner, then yeah. I, I'm under the assumption I'm paying because I'm inviting you to that. Now, if she on there says, hey, let's meet up for drinks and this, that, and then, and then goes, uh, oh, boy, she's there. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to order uh, uh, the steak and some lobster and some other stuff. When you were, whoa, 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 you invited me out of drinks, and now you're telling me I'm, I'm paying you paying your right. meal. Honestly, I ended up buy- buying it, but then probably would never talk to that girl again. Right, right. And, yeah, and, unless she's really listen, hot. Listen, we, we've talked about this story. It may have been a year ago where the an alarming percentage of women in New York City admitted to dating guys just to going on first dates with guys just to just for free food, yeah. like oh, three, wow. four, or five dates a week just to get a free dinner out of it. Random dude. Yeah. That? Oh yeah, above that. But okay, so above that, how's the dude supposed so to? So that's what chivalry has been taking advantage of. You, you probably be buying some uh, bimbo if you're a single guy, and you buy some bimbo dinner, thinking you're gonna get laid every night. I think yeah, there was. A, I'd be like, shit, I've been on seven days this week. Man, I spent seven grand on dinner. I mean, been in last week. There was a girl that she literally said that she had not paid. She had not bought her own food in like two months, three months, what? because that's all she was doing was she would go out uh, a couple times a night, a couple times a week. And then whatever she took home, she would eat the other night that she didn't go out on a date. So she, Gender privilege. Yeah, she was just feed, feeding herself with all the dates she was going on. And I'm confused. I didn't know there were meals with Tinder. I thought Tinder was like, hey, hey, yep, yep, okay. Oh, I, I don't know whether that, that's like a hookup site. Oh, I don't or you, know, yeah. Or you're actually trying to meet somebody. Well, I know this. I'll tell you this. Last night I met a man named Scooter, and he invited me to dinner at his restaurant. And I said, what do I owe you? Because I'm a gentleman. He said, you don't owe me nothing. And I didn't feel like I had to bang him. <laughs> I got a fish and shrimp dinner. Well, that's different because that's the guy that owns the restaurant. I'm just messing with you. You know what I mean? Um, this guy said, "Look, uh, one guy said it's 2024. Women, women are independent. They often say, I don't need a man. I take care of myself. I do this. I could do that.' And okay, fine. You don't need a man, uh, so pay your half of the of the meal. Well, wouldn't that make sense? As a dad, I wouldn't want my daughter dating a dude. That's weird. You did, yes. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, he, what he's what they're saying is, if women, you know, 
I know you're 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 not raising a bunch of feminist uh, uh, girls. Your, your girls are all strong, independent women, but they don't blow the feminist horn. Right. They're you know they know uh, they want a man, right? Um, but it's they're not the people that say, yeah, I don't, I don't need a man. I can take care of myself. I don't need. They can take care of themselves, but they want a man because they want to have a family. You know. Yes. Um, and they want every well, they want everything that a man brings to the table because I don't care if I offend you or not, but. Uh, the man's position is for guidance and security and strength and and protection and and provision and 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 the woman brings a lot to the table that she's supposed to bring to the table. And it's a family. It's a unity. You know. I mean, Miss yeah. Kim ain't the one. Well, maybe she is the one jumping up, knocking, looking at the door, and somebody knocks out in the middle of the night. What? Like, what? I mean, like maybe your wife is the. Oh no, it's no. me. Well, no, what was that noise? Get up, go find her. Go, go. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to be. But when you got a guy that at the first date. Is arguing over a uh, an appetizer. Well, I mean, what's the appetizer price nowadays? Twenty bucks, eighteen bucks for an appetizer? I don't know. Can't yeah. be that expensive, you know. And he he he, he ruined the whole meal because I guarantee the whole meal he thought this girl didn't even eat the she didn't touch the appetizer. <laughs> Those damn potato skins are on the seven ninety nine. She didn't even eat one. I don't like potato skins, and I ain't paying for. Them. Yeah, it's probably because he watched the very end. She's like, "Oh, I need a box to take these home. I'm gonna take them from my boyfriend." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, I feel, uh, I feel bad for kids nowadays. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Well, uh, uh, oh, you mean in terms? I think they're. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think, you know, when I look uh, at our kids' lives, our kids, they're in their 20s, all in, all all dating, but not really attached or whatever. I think they're prepared for, well, a couple of them uh, can't really afford to take girls, but they're prepared to go Dutch. They're not assuming um, that that there should be a, a role or chivalrous role. I don't think Abby is, uh, would be offended by it at all. Um, you know she's ready to take care of herself, but, but you know you what think, I mean. It's a different. It's a different. Um, your family is different because you're raising them different. Um, but it's a different time in that regard. I think. Yeah, I, I still think you go under the if you invite them out, then yeah. you pay. If it's a joint, like hey, let's meet up for drinks or something like that, uh, then it should maybe be a little bit of that split, at least in this this day and age. But you're telling me if Abby got asked out by a gentleman, a dude. And he, halfway through the meal, he's like, hey, by the way, we're splitting this. She wouldn't call him and be like, yeah, you'll never guess what just happened. Guys, about a date. After the fact, she yeah, would. I, she would she she probably pay. never see the guy again. Oh, yeah, she, she's she'd back. Pay. Yeah, yeah, she'd yeah, be classy yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. You raised the right. And she'd, she'd laugh about, about it later and say, this guy's a real douchebag, and he would, she'd tell me about it. But there, I, I don't think the little bit of time I've spent with her, the, the, she would expect to go into a date expecting to pay half. No, unless probably it not. Was, unless it was talked about up front. Right, unless it's mentioned up front. Yeah. That guy should have said something up front. Mm-hmm. Hey, for, on first dates, I always like to go Dutch. Is that cool with you? Yeah, that should have been part of a sales pitch right off the off the bat. Right. So and say so. There's no expectations. Easy. Whereas two people, we both need food. We should. We both are interested in each other. We should both meet somewhere, eat the food we need for ourselves to to live and uh, talk while we're there, and then each take care of our own food tab, and then decide based on that if we want to bang later. And he probably yelled as he was driving away, if you would have known we were Dutch, you would have ordered that appetizer. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we are in a world where uh, you know schools want you to have a uh, like a consent contract before you even have a date. Where what? like uh, you, you got to sign here if we're gonna kiss, uh, sign here if we're gonna uh, do it. Uh, any oral stuff is extra. That's on an addendum eight. Uh, press hard, you're making yeah. three copies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my notary public here for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, come on in and do this. Yeah. And you have your driver's I, license with you? Uh, yeah. And I, I'm gonna need you to go down and get me a gift card, please, for the grocery. <laughs> Man. All right, we got a uh, 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 break here. When we get back, this is the, the worst uh, uh, Bridezilla. I mean, this, it's, I feel bad for the groom. Um, it's, uh, it's nine times screwed. It's absolutely horrible. All right, we'll do it next. Uh, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country as a Navy SEAL. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. And I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed. Paralyzed Veterans of America was by my side from that moment on. Since 1946, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to our wounded veterans. We will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. To learn more, go to pva.org today. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Man, the most interesting conversations happen in the break here. Yeah, we should charge people for it during the break time conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay extra for that. Uh, uh, so the bridezilla, I'll get to, let me sell this off. We've got to get to these r- remarks. Uh, so the would-be bride, almost wedding, uh, has been shared on Reddit. Uh, the, the person that shared it was a member of the bridal party. Uh, things went bad quick. The bride was identified as someone named Dana, refused to allow her fiancé to invite any single female friends. She tried to get her bridesmaids to cancel their holiday plans with families to go on a bachelor trip. Uh, Then she started by the day by having a meltdown because the flower girl canceled because she had chicken pox. Uh, The whole day she had constant outbursts. She made people cry, the wedding staff, the other bridesmaids. They decided that we need to give her 30 minutes alone by herself. Before the wedding starts, but five minutes before the ceremony was supposed to begin, they went to look for her, and Dana's maid of honor approached this member and said, the wedding has been canceled. Because the bridesmaid was allegedly caught having a quickie with the groom's uncle 
and the groom walked in on them. Yeah, not the bridesmaid, the bride. The bride, I'm sorry, yeah, the bride. The would-be bride was banging the groom's uncle, and he walked in on them together. Wow. And he didn't have under, he didn't have compassion. Like it, was, it was a rough day for her. <laughs> she, she, just bang one out like she just needed an uncle quickie come on yeah. the last one honey i mean after this i mean i'm really it's not over. banging your uncle anymore it's over i promise i'm done banging your uncle uh wow. then uh the dana the bride then allegedly called uh her up demanding that she pay five grand to help cover the cancellation fee what she said it was our duty to, uh, as the bridal party to pay her cancellation fee. I told her that she might as well lose my phone number. I never spoke to her again. <laughs> I ain't paying out for no Uncle Banger. Close wow. call for that dude, man. He was 30 minutes away from the biggest mistake of his life. Yes. Because, okay, this could go down two ways. One, the uncle's never had sex with her. He walks by. She's having a freak, you know, a panic attack. You're just freaking out, going crazy. And he says, "Hey, I, you know what? You need a quick bang. That's the only thing that'll help." And she's like, "You know what? I am. I'm all bottled up. I'm going to ruin our honeymoon if I don't get something out. Just do it." And and it was just an accident. You know, just yeah. <laughs> trying to explain that to, to the to the groom or or the uncle knew his way around the property. Um, I think it's proof that she's banged his uncle before. Yeah, he wanted to get one last slide in there. He knew his way around the property. Uh, oh, wow. Let's get to these remarks. We got a plenty of them. They're from the Florida Man Radio app and powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats. A great way to listen to um, archives, uh, podcasts of the program, commercial free after they're done live, and uh, you know to uh, communicate with us through the uh, little microphone button down at the bottom of the app. There we go. Yeah, they they totally removed the imagery. There, there is no. It's just a T now. There is no picture of the the little Indian brave or whatever. It used to be badass logos like the alternate for the um, for the Braves way back when I was a kid playing football and stuff. But um, yeah, it's, now it's just a T <laughs> and the word brave. There is no imagery. It's a. Uh, special. That means have a good day. just like the brave means the brave people. Or you're referring mm-hmm. to the home of the free, uh, you know, home of the land of the free, home of the brave, right? Yeah. Right. USA is not for USA. And then you got the Canadian Mexican. Odale, eh? <laughs> we can't do the fart spray. It's a threat to democracy. <laughs> you ever smelled fart spray? I had it. No, I have not. Uh, is it a real? I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't it's want. Bad. You want. You want nothing to do with it. Well, he might not affect him. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you work at Fart Spray Land uh, most days. Oh, the cow uh, pasture. Yeah, it's doo doo. Yeah. It's a horrible uh, fart smell. Wow. So with that, Shannon, the squirrels right here. I'm hella broke, and I'm like eighty percent black. Come on now, we here. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek guy here. I just had a great idea for Texas. Why don't they go like a mile in and build their own Mexican wall? That way, Border Patrol slash the government can't say you're impeding on Border Patrol. Be like, nah, we're a mile in our own state. We're nowhere near the border. Be do be do. Star Trek guy got thinking, got a thinking cap on. I was thinking that's the best thing I've ever heard Star Trek guy say. Right. And. He can find middle-class workers to go do that job. So we can keep the jobs. <laughs> Todd Daytona, I was thrilled to find out that Florida Man Radio was embracing DEI by giving Strokey J his own show on the weekends. 
From what I understand, they've lined up uh, the late voice of Stephen Hawking, uh, the late voice of Truman Capote, <laughs> that Indian lady from the World Economic Forum, and Maxine Waters. Every Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> What's up, guys? While well, I'm talking about Las Patas, that's a place you can go and get a large sub, a large steak sub, and it'll feed your whole family. Just just as the remnants that fall out of the sandwich <laughs> onto the white papers enough to feed three people. That place is sick. It's yeah. awesome. Love you guys. Rare it out. It is fantastic. There's one sandwich I used to get from there all the time, but I can't I won't do it anymore because I can't I can't finish it. That cold cut thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Constantly uh, easy to show it to her. Please take this rest of the sandwich. It's also like it's it's a great Italian sandwich. It's indigestion like hell oh. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Hey, Shannon T Bone from Atlanta. Hope y'all are doing well today. This is off topic, but uh, I know you're a drummer as well. And uh, but Frank Devito Ooh. passed away today, and that's uh, just as drummers go. He was a hell of a guy. So, anyways, be do be do and rest in peace. I would like a card that gives me unlimited amount of access to lobster. Yep, Florida lobster, preferably, but I, I like Maine lobster too. And a beautiful dry champagne or Prosecco and some things that go with it, like potatoes and asparagus. <laughs> That's what I want. Give it to me. Okay. Kate does not split the bill. No. 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 Yeah, Kate says you're pay, you pony up. <laughs> hey guys, I heard a good theory the other day that there's a big like underwater laboratory slash factory that they make the UFOs specifically for each mission, then bring the UFO back into the underwater factory laboratory and refabricate it. So they're recycling the UFOs underwater. Sounds like sounds logical to me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, Stefan. Happy New Year. Oh my God, it's been so long. So all I can say about that person that had the long tunnels off sides and all the light, they had to know Harvey Milk because I was to a couple of his parties. Holy moly. Oh boy. Wow. Hey, so if Trump don't win and we can't save the country, we could all move to Venezuela. It's got to be empty. <laughs> yeah, I will. Women left down there because ain't no women crossing the border. <laughs> it'll it'll be empty. Man, their economy's so terrible that most of us in this room are super rich there. Yeah, yeah, we can go start over. Venezuelan girls are hot. They got they got a temper though. You got to be careful. Heather likes the beef ribs between the ribs with Jonathan Morris. Oh yeah, be do be do. Whoa. A little creepy, but okay. <laughs> I like it. Shannon, when I'm working my meat over the smoker, before I pull my bone out, I usually call a cab for the lady. <laughs> All right, right. gentlemen. Yeah. Okay, everybody. <laughs> hey, Shannon. I got a question for Jonathan. What is the best piece of steak you can get off a cow? Jonathan, the uh, best uh, in your professional and personal opinion, what is the best steak? We got a lot of steaks to come off a cow. Yeah, I, I'm a ribeye guy every yeah. time. 
Yeah. I, mean, I, I love the ribeye, and I love extra fat cap on it. Char it up. You do like that big old fat cap on I it. Do. You I eat do. that yeah, fat yeah, cap, do you? That's what the whole me, thing. That's what gives you my it factor. <clears throat> the it factor? Yeah, the it factor that I have, that's where I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet meat sweat. That's funny, easy. I think the meat sweat is a common dude term, right? If you've never done it, if you've never had meat sweats, you're probably not a man. Yeah, you've never lived your life. Yeah. That's where you eat meat and primarily only meat red and meat. and red meat and you eat it and eat it and just eat you devour it where you're uh you're super full, your face starts to grease up a little bit, your body's working overtime to digest that meat, your pancreas starts to hurt just a little bit and uh you sweat it out that yeah, you night. Just got and those you, beads of sweat right above like your temple. Yeah. And and then a monster bowel movement. The next and morning. if you push through the beat sweats, mm-hmm. you can find this wonderful place called Meat Coma. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like a runner's yeah. high. You yeah, just got to push through for it. Meat Coma. Find Meat Coma. When Mama looks down at you on the bed with your big old belly and you just got a big smile, uh, your yeah. eyes are closed, ceiling fan is on, yeah, that's the, that's that's the area coma. right that's there. It. It's salty. It's sweaty. It's oily. <laughs> Guaranteed to turn that frown upside down. <laughs> it's the Meat Sweats Porn brought to you by Shannon Burke and the Florida Man Radio Show. Narrated daily. A bidoo bidoo. Bidoo bidoo. Starring Will Pounder. And we've been there. Yo, I've all been there. Yes. <clears throat> I doubt Heather's ever had Meat Sweats. Heather, have you ever had Meat Sweats? No, but no. I know all about them because I have a husband who gets them. Yeah, it's common. <laughs> yeah. There's a place out in Amarillo that does that uh, steak special. If you can eat it, it's free. I think it's 72 ounces. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can never eat that much. That's that's a lot of food, man. I always laugh because it's like 72 ounces plus a baked potato and like some coleslaw. And then the worst looking salad you've ever seen is just like one slice of tomato and some <laughs> lettuce they threw together. Uh, um. 72 ounces is a lot of uh, protein. Yes. That's a lot of beef. 16 ounces in a pound. To be Would exact. you... Uh, the two schools of thought to be able to get through a meal like that. A, don't eat for so you're hungry. And B, the night before, eat a big meal so you're all stretched out, but don't any, eat anything up to the point of the actual meal. In my expertise, I found that a medium-sized meal around 10 o'clock in the morning of the event... Is the best time that for for maximum package. Yeah, yes. a, a lot of the professional eaters will do that when they're uh, they'll eat a bunch uh, for a couple of days ahead of time, then not eat, then kind of, and they'll still have a meal that morning. They'll have a couple of snacks to just kind of get in there, and then these guys will usually go for like if after they do said challenges, then they eat salads for like two weeks to get their. You know, all their vitals back to in the right spot. Do spots they purge and, after these things? Uh, a lot of them don't, but they're just uh, your body's going to. Uh, you can't, and you can't go in starving. You have yeah. to. Yeah. You, you go in starving, your, your stomach shocks and you can't eat it all. You got to have a little warm up meal. So go to YouTube, watch Randy Santel, Kilo Eats, and Beard Meets Food. And they have like eating competitions and they eat a large amount of food within either 30 minutes to an hour. It's just amazing the amount of food they can 
put away. They don't always win. It's interesting to see which competitions that they do that they, they can't win. Usually it has it involves a lot of sweets. Um, interesting fact. Um, we're one of the only countries on the planet that engages in such uh, uh, food foolishness. I actually watch a lot of the Beard Beat Foods, his videos. Yeah. And it is, he, he has, he goes to the U.S. a lot. He's in, he's based in the U.K. He does a lot of challenges in the U.K. They're, they do a lot of them. He comes to the U.S. a lot. He's recently started. He's like, I'm going to try to go to other countries. But he was in Sweden recently and he had to go from like one point of Sweden to the other point of Sweden just to find places that actually had challenges because of that. A whole lot of eating challenges. They don't do a lot of that. But I, I've never been a time guy. Like I don't want to see how much I can eat in twenty minutes. I'm not. That don't do that. That ain't a time. Right. You're not a, in a rush. No, I want you're, to the, you're playing the long game. Yes, sir. I want to sit down. And let's take this easy. Hey, Scooter here. I hope those tomahawk steaks aren't a threat to democracy because I'm gonna have to order some more. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thank you for supper last hey, night. Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy, Heather, Big Man, Jonathan. Sparky 352. I did win a tomahawk, man, and I'm excited. Going cu uh, fishing with my cousins up in uh, Cedar Key this weekend. We're going to be doing some camping. We're going to do some fishing, and we're going to eat us some tomahawk. Hey, man, if you can, give me a couple tips on how to do that thing and not screw it up. You say you can't screw it up, Shando? Yeah. Man, I can mess it up. I ain't no chef. I'm an electrician. Thanks, guys. b do be do We take a 220. Right off the pole. <laughs> Jab one of it uh, in uh, uh, in one side of the steak and one on the other, and you let that baby roll for uh, about uh, 20 minutes. He's going to be out camping. Salt, pepper, over the fire, on the grate, yeah. and let it grill. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, hey, Shannon, I don't think you would eat at a table with me because I eat like the task needs to be completed, and I complete it in full. Like uh, the guy just like food is just a uh, energy. Like gar, 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 gar. You, you're not trying to enjoy military, it, guys. Yeah, don't enjoy it. Just eat it. Um. So the only reason I went Dutch a lot is because girls wouldn't agree to go on like a date date, but they would agree to go Dutch and out to dinner to like you know give it a shot. And I always knew how my closing worked. You know what I mean? I just needed to get in there for the sales pitch. So, anyways, be do be do. That makes sense. Say, back in my younger time, if I had a woman and she says she wanted to pay for hers, I would say, hey, here's how it can work. I'll pay for everything. And then you know anything about Indian wrestling? They wrestle with their legs. Whoever can flip the other person over wins. You win, you can pay me half of whatever the bill was that you had to pay for if you win. And it's an icebreaker. They love to get on their backs and... <laughs> That's an icebreaker. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Say back in my younger time. We just heard Say What's up, Wait, guys? Did we hear that one? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, right, right. Right, right here. Yeah, it's kind of strange, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a weird guy. I've been out with chicks before, and they... they Asked me to go out to take me out, and I end up paying anyway, just about every time. I just feel kind of weird that they have to pay, and uh, maybe I'm just old fashioned. I don't know. Beetle, beetle, love you guys. Great show. Six thirteen. There's a blank. Hey guys, great show. Um, but I actually had this happen to me recently, where I took this chick out, and she would not let me pay. And FYI, we're both in our 50s. 
Um, eh, maybe she insisted on paying her half because she probably knew there wasn't going to be a second date. But, uh -oh. oh, well. Beedo, uh, beedo. Was this guy Star Trek guy? This yeah. really sounds like him. A very cheap, <coughs> cheap, cheap, cheap dude. I don't know who it was. Uh... Yeah, guys, dating's bad. I was on a date on the first date, man. It was around third base. Thought it was going to go somewhere. We pulled the brakes. Second date, barely got a kiss. Third date, I was like, what's the deal? You know, she goes, oh, well, I, I knew it wasn't going to work out, but I like the fact that you buy me dinner. Uh, waiter, we'll take this to go. We're getting out of here. I did pay for it, and I never saw her again. Wow. Well, hey, at least she was honest, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mean to tell me if I take a lady out to dinner and I pay for it, it's just kind of expected that she's going to be putting out? Boy, my wife's got a lot of making up to do, I'll tell you what. Shannon, <laughs> Maverick here. Okay, Jonathan brought up a good one. Easy calls you one night, let's go out for some steak and some drinks. End of the night, check comes. He grabs a check. Do you feel you need to at least say, let me get the drinks at least, or let me drop the tip? Because you know you ain't getting a break. You're not breaking off a piece of EZ, bro. So <laughs> what do you do? Because the next day he can actually say, well, you know what? Santa didn't even try and grab the check, but oh, well, I guess it's because I invited him. What do you do? <laughs> now you give him just the tip. <laughs> dudes dudes uh, don't ever have a problem with the check. No. But also in dudes, if I invited him out, I'm paying for it. Right. Yeah. Hey, y'all, it's Matt Laguna. Uh, just wanted to ask Jonathan, as a farmer, what his opinion is on uh, seed banks. I heard an interesting podcast the other day about it, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get his take as a farmer. Seed banks, Jonathan. Well, is he talking about seed bank on, like, a storeroom where they're housing seed, or, like, a seed bank where you put a mass amount of seed in? Yeah, up in the Arctic somewhere. It's in the seed vault somewhere, hidden for the world. After Armageddon, we can go plant our Find food. out this Saturday on Behind the Ribs, 4 to 6. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Hey, 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 Shannon. I'm thinking maybe that bride just needed some vitamin D. She might have straightened up after that. Just saying. Be -be Put that uncle stank on her. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, look it up. Liquidass.com. Liquidass.com. You'll that, love it. That's the fart spray. That Bubba uses liquid ass is what oh. it's called. All right. I've never smelled that fart spray stuff. Uh, is it like a pinchy, squeaky fart or a darker, rum rumblier one? <laughs> uh, 72 <laughs> ounce steak friend. next day fart. Yeah, Kate, I'd rather you talk about eating than farting. Hey, y'all should make up some stickers and give them to Jonathan to put on his tomahawk steaks. Of Elizabeth Warren in a headdress. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's a great yeah. idea. Kate said, Prosecco, give it to me. Been masturbating ever since. Wow. Uh, Kate said, give it to me. I'm pretty sure that dude's been masturbating ever since. <laughs> that was well time. Oh, wow. You can't make that up. That's all. Awesome. Uh. Shannon, you play drums? I didn't know that. I play guitar. Let's get together and work our glutes. I'm not going to be on stage with some dude with no ass. 
What? <laughs> weirdly gay. Wow. Uh, wow. And the winner gets a free drum on totally get why people would stock up on meat for six months. My only issue is eating it after it's frozen. It just doesn't have the same flavor. And if you're going to invest that much money into it, you might as well just space it out and get all the meat fresh. Yeah, until there ain't none at the grocery store, buddy. True. That's why we're talking about it. It's not about that point. Hey, Shando. Sparky again. Hey, man, I did that steakhouse challenge out in Amarillo, Texas. And I did not complete it. That was a lot of food, and it cost me $89. <laughs> wow, you're uh, you're in for 89 nope. I wonder how what percentage of people actually eat, uh, eat it all. You know, all the coleslaw. And it's, you know. uh, my understanding, they're not very high, but a lot of women finish it. Women? Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of women usually finish it. Hmm. Take the biggest out. I'll end in, Russell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is Indian wrestling? You're on your uh, back, on your ass, yeah, and your legs and your, together, like just leg legs. Wrestling, yeah, really? Like no, the figure, uh, like the figure four. Like yeah, kind of like that. How do you uh, win? You flip the other guy over. Oh, okay. Onto their belly. Yeah, yeah. But then wouldn't you be on your belly? Well, no. If you, no but uh, got you good water, yeah, you got the sweet uh, leg strength. You just flip them over. What are you doing with your hands? Going ah, <laughs> you're out here. Yeah. Hey, don't let <laughs> <live laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Jonathan, Jeff in Wichita. Still available for that new sign you need at the shop. I got my crayons and my butcher paper ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's right up my style. <laughs> I did a thing on Facebook. Somebody made me a sign, barbecue for the weekends, and, and I'll give you free barbecue for the month. I've had two people reach out to me. One lady wanted it. was, whew, I'd rather. Not good? It was just a lot of money. Oh. And then this guy's going to make me one out of butcher paper for crowns. I said, bring it on, baby. <laughs> I took a lady out. I've been paying for it ever since. Beedoo, beedoo. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Take my wife, please. Oh. That was, those are all the uh, remarks for today's show. Thank you for leaving them. Get the app, uh, and you can play along, too. It's all powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. Do, do we have a minute to talk about Star Trek guy for a second? Uh, no? no. All right, never mind. It's just so simple-minded, but never, never mind. What, what? His, the, what he said about not stocking up and buying meat and putting it in your freezer. No, that wasn't Stark. Okay. That oh, was, uh, yeah, uh, Liberal Larry. Oh, oh, that was Liberal Larry? All right, yeah. my bad. That's just, a, that's just a simple way to think about life. Right. And it's, it's stupid. Freezing food revolutionized uh, uh, yeah. the way we eat and shop and store and, you know. Uh, and, yes, and we all live through Corona. When you go to the grocery store, there ain't nothing but one chuck roast on the shelf. Right. And yeah, no kidding. Eat that fresh every other day, buddy. Uh, we'll take our final break here. Um, and come back to wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Get your 30 seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man Radio app now and click on the open mic button. The Democrats trying to keep Trump from being on the ballot is classic lefty liberal crap. It's we know what's best for you, so don't worry about it. We'll take him off. You don't get to vote for him because you guys would, and that wouldn't be best for you, and we know that. So we're going to help you out and make it to where you can't vote for him. It is true. The biggest flex is always thriving. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor. Now... My fingers are my eyes. I'm Michael Naranjo. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. And my art 
Turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that is worth doing. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. I know it can do a lot of good. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor. Now, my fingers are my eyes. I'm Michael Naranjo. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that is worth doing. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. I know it can do a lot of good. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life. Thanks to Children International and friends like you, dreams are coming true. Together we help children to learn, grow, and thrive. Learn more at children.org. The alarming number of people in New Hampshire that approve of the job that Joe it's Biden is doing. Democratic. Party. I know, yeah. but still, how could you approve of it? Because they're living in New Hampshire and they're super rich and don't have to really worry about everything else going on in the world. I haven't seen any returns out of this thing, but uh, it, 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 the polls close in an hour. So, I don't know. Don't they usually give you a little uh, exit poll deal or they don't do that in the I mean, they, primaries? They declared Trump the winner of Iowa before the polls had even closed. That's so. true. They confirmed it 30 minutes into the <laughs> into the voting. <laughs> Pennsylvania, you know, we have uh, Groundhog Day coming up. Pennsylvania, uh, uh, sorry, not Pennsylvania. PETA wants you to get wants to get rid of Puxtatawney Phil and replace it with a giant coin. What? 
a weather predicting coin. They, they say, look, groundhogs, they don't, they don't know about weather. They shouldn't be jostled around by large members of a different species and then thrust in front of a noisy crowd for a photo op. It's, Pete is urging the Puxatawney Groundhog Club to send Phil to a reputable sanctuary that'll give him the care he needs and not to treat him as a wildlife prop. Um, his shadow is based on what the sun is in the sky, predicting a longer winter. Well, <clears throat> in a letter, the animal rights group claims the enclosure where the groundhog is kept year-round in a local library uh, so that one day a year it could bring out uh, revenue and attention simply is not humane, and subjecting the animal to the yearly festivities should be ended, just as eating groundhogs is no longer part of the annual tradition. I didn't know that that was a part of it. No, no, but Puck's they look delicious. delicious. It's fat and happy, yeah. and we don't care. I love how they use uh, human, the human word for animals. It's animalistic because he's an animal. We treat him like an animal. He's We're a animals. No, he is. He's an animal. The groundhog right. is an animal. Right. He doesn't get human behavior treatment. Well, they don't understand that, Peter. <laughs> That's it for us. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Morris Family Farms. Thank you. Give him a holler. Back tomorrow at 3 Eastern to Central. Bubba the Love Sponge starts this network off first thing in the morning. After that, it's Don Miller who gets away with a lot <laughs> and pra- happens to know practically everybody. We'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Burke. Have a good night.